Welcome to Wisco Dice. Welcome to Wisco Dice. Wisco Dice. Wisco Dice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, they don't even okay. agree that you do it better than <laughs> Paul. Paul. I definitely do that better than Paul. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get some introductions here. Obviously, we have a full studio, as you can tell by all the racket that you just heard. Yeah. So let's go ahead and do a round of who do we have in the studio. I am PJ Shard, otherwise known as Wisco Dice on Twitter. All right. And then we have... Brian, also Stark Raving Matt, is here again. Stark Raving Matt! Wow. It's like two shows in a row. That's yeah, amazing. That, that never happens. <laughs> new record. All right. New record. <laughs> And I'm Robert Elmer, otherwise known as Swiss Dictator. The Swiss okay. Dictator. And finally, Dustin Vogel, also known as Noisy Assassin. Wouldn't that make you a poor assassin? Yeah. <laughs> something, but it makes it more fun. All right. Yeah, exactly. And, and Dustin, if you remember him, he is from our Chaos Dwarf Review. He was Correct. great to join us down at Last Square, and so that was awesome. Anyways, next up, let's go ahead, and I think we want to go ahead and just talk a little bit about what we intend to cover today. So... I think the first and foremost thing is that one of the things we talked about our year goal last year, mm-hmm. or on the last episode, yeah, last year, no, on our, <laughs> on our episode last week, or last time we had, last time we had an episode anyways, is that we were going to b- try to bring on more people and have more regular people on, in the studio on a regular basis. Correct. Well, the first thing we're going to do to do that is we're bringing on a couple of new hosts. Nice. We're going to try them out for size. We're going to try to make sure we can get them here pretty regularly, see what they're like. So, uh... Brian and Robert are coming on as is more of a full time host basis, and they're going to go ahead. You'll be able to see their blog space up on the Wisco Dice site soon, as well as there's a blog on Wisco Dice. There is. <laughs> it's it's rarely used. Ben, you and I hidden. have failed at the blog, evidently. <laughs> Dude, don't we, you we pay never attention really to the that. blogosphere? <laughs> so yeah, there's going to be a blog. There's a blog space on the Wisco Dice site, so make sure you check that out. We'll try to start me- maintaining that a little more and using mm-hmm. that more. And Dustin's going to go ahead and come on here a little bit more regularly as a uh, special expert at some of our topics and, and such, and as he can fit it in his schedule. So Very cool. we're really blessed to have all of you guys in the studio and, and to be able to be part of the show. So thanks a lot, guys, for making it out today. Woo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> we do get back. There was a certain requirement yeah, to I, be I think, a host on this show Yes, that we do have to kind of slurp in here a little bit. Slurp. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like a good word for that. Yeah. choice of words. Yeah, very odd. And that is that there is the cheese curds. No one on this show cannot have ever eaten a cheese curd. So right in my hand, I have right here from Madison, Wisconsin, Bucky Badger cheese curds. Oh. So here, we're going to go ahead and toss them at Elmer, and he must eat them. It was like on the air, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, all of them right now. <laughs> eat a cheese curd. <laughs> You got one. Now minute. I know why they call it curd. <laughs> yeah. You're going to eat one and then you're not going to be able to stop. You'll eat that whole bag. It's all done. Oh, you I already think- licked the bag. Oh. I, yeah. I hope I want the cheese curds. You after can take that. them out of the bag before yeah, you eat Yeah, it is okay. <laughs> you're not supposed to eat cheese curds in the bag. Yeah. I know this Gen- is a new experience for you. <laughs> generally, it's better for your health. It's like cheese. Just yes. stick Curdy. it in your mouth. Quit, st- quit examining it. Quit smelling it. Just jam it in your mouth. Oh, it's Uh-oh. in. What? No. <laughs> he doesn't seem impressed. This face is priceless. <laughs> wow. What is wrong with this kid? Why are you drinking something with it? That's just wrong. To wash it down? It's cheese. Oh. It's cheese. It's cheese. From Wisconsin. That's the one good thing about it. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Uh. 
What so we fail. have one new host. We, we are yeah. in Wisconsin, right? <laughs> yeah. I think it's because it's cheddar. Is there other that, cheese curds besides cheddar? Yeah, you can get like the, Do they have well, the white ones. Or pepper jack? Well, I thought the white ones were just white cheddar. They're just, yeah, but they're not mm-hmm. as strong. I guess. Well, the actual process of making cheese involves these cheese curds themselves. So you can theoretically, yeah. I just anybody who's the made other the same process sales. can have cheese curds. So there could stuff. be like pepper jack or Swiss cheese, which mm, is what I would jack. really Yeah, except pepper jack really doesn't turn into pepper jack until after the curd yeah. process. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. really just jack. Yeah, yeah it's because jack. that's the cheeses I like. Yeah, there's huh. a white cheese curd. If I would have known that, I would have got the the whiter the white cheese. We're gonna have a new cheese curd. Every there's basically show. white cheese few. curds <laughs> yeah, and cheese yellow curds. cheese curds. Sort <laughs> of cheese curds. I'll eat a few. <laughs> new segment. Okay. Cheese curds. <laughs> the cheese right. curd editorial. Cheese curds. Besides, <laughs> let's go ahead and move into uh, what we're gonna. The other one of the other main topics we're gonna talk about today is just since we got all these people kind of joined together, we're gonna just kind of talk about what. What we've been up to and what we've been doing, both in the hobby and also gaming and such. There's been some events that I know some of us have been to, but some of us haven't. There's been some other things. I know there's a Warriors of Chaos release that we'll just mention a little bit and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of stuff we want to cover. Finally, uh, I had a t- I had an opportunity to sit down with Rob from WarGenius.com and do an interview, and we'll go ahead and play that back. I actually recorded that a little bit before Wapaka happened, so uh, there's some things when we when that gets added into the show that we hadn't done yet that we now have done. So, <laughs> what is WarGenius anyway? WarGenius.com is a social gamer wargaming website where you can go ahead and record, log your games, and uh-huh. they'll get some really cool reporting history out of you can blog about your army you can put up pictures one of the best parts right now of it is that you can literally put up all the pictures you want of your army and it doesn't cost you a dime wow and then other people get to look at it and facebook for games basically uh, it's it's (laughs) with a lot more to it there's a lot more substance to it so do they have any mapping software to create like a map for your game at all no, there's you can't like play like games on. I'm not, I'm not talking for playing, but like to show the setup because I know they got things out there for that. Like showing your deployment in yeah. your game. I don't believe he's got that in there, and we didn't actually talk about that. I didn't dawn on me mm. to ask something like that, but I'm sure. I'm sure if there's something like that out there on other sites, it's in their plan to to do process. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know he brought in another uh, programmer to to help him get some of the back end code stabilized for some of the things they're trying to get done. Very cool. All right, so next up, we want to go ahead and just say a quick shout-out thanks to our sponsors, as always. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can't continue to keep doing this always without having some sponsorship to help ease the cost of buying books that we don't play the armies for and stuff. (laughs) So go ahead and thank Misty Bound Games and Diversions, located here on Cottage Grove Road. That's right down the street, right? It is right down the street from Dugan's Delve Studios. And that's the largest gaming space in Madison, isn't it? It is. A large selection of card games and all kinds of other stuff. Check large. them out. Large, large and large. in charge. And as we all know, the bigger is the better. And it's also what? where you have uh, Merry Mayhem, isn't it? It is where we've had Merry Mayhem in the past. Yep. All right. Next up, we've got the last square, who most of us were at earlier this morning Correct. for their swap sale. Swap mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. I it thought was. Oh yeah, sweet deal there. It was really? awesome. Yeah, I actually got there right before they opened, and Dan was selling all oh. of his sprues for five bucks. Really? Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, Osmer. <laughs> yeah. So I took all his sprues, and I had to run back home and empty them out of the container because he wanted the container back. <laughs> and then I came back to hang out and there were no parking spaces. So I had to park in the handicapped and like run them back again and go out. So. You're a terrible person. 
I know. Terrible, I parked in the handicap terrible. spot for like three seconds. I'm sorry. It was snowy out. The, this podcast was, will now be submitted to the Madison Police Department. The confession. Yeah, I parked by walking there. There wasn't actually a car involved in this at all. I got there. Brian was walking in the door. Robert mm-hmm. walked walked in probably 10 minutes after I got there. Holy cow, a swap sale is just a brilliant idea. Not only yeah. did I buy piles of stuff mm-hmm. from the swap, mm-hmm. I then turned around. They had all their Mantic stuff sitting there, 40% off. So I bought a, I bought 60 <laughs> Mantic zombies nice. for future undead projects. Goodness. Yes. And then I went ahead and got some Necronites, too, because I needed some bit extra bits to help fix up some War Sphinx conversions and get my two Necronite units up to four models each. One Very thing, cool. One thing mm. they also do, if I remember right, is if, like, when I go there for Flames of War night, if that game's playing that night, you get a slight discount on the stuff for that game. And, of course, LastSquare.com, you can go there and order all the stuff. Games Workshop product, I believe they have listed, is 20%, 20% off. off. So. Yep. Just mm. pay them in front and they're all taken care of. Next up, we have Prism Gaming. They've been with us since Gen Con of 2012, and good news, Konzi is going to go to Gen Con again in 2013. Plans are yet to be forthcoming as to where and, and how you might be able to see or participate or meet Konzi at Gen Con this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Prism Gaming, they got some of the, they've just the 70 some colors are now in their paint line, mm-hmm. as well as uh, great little hobby accessories like dice towers and such. And I've got to say, I've really been using a lot of the leather wash lately in my Tomb Kings. I've kind of kicked back on doing the Tomb Kings and that leather wash. Everything from that dark, rich brown wash color that you'd want for for maybe some, some leather bags and straps to you thin it down with a little bit of water. Or they're, they've got a, uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's a, they make a thinning agent, actually, that you mm-hmm. can mix in as well. And I think oh, they call it a cutter. That's yep. what they call it. And you mix that in with it, and whammo. It's just like having that old chestnut wash. Chestnut ink from GW. Uh, not the chestnut ink. The, or Devlin, Devlin Mud. That's what, right. what I'm looking for. It's like Ooh. just like having <laughs> Devlin Mud. Yeah, it, it works really, really nicely. It makes a really nice patina on that on those models. I highly approve of it. I've only got half a can of Dublin mud left, and I use it in ninety percent of my current army. So that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, yes. and it's a big, it's a huge. If you haven't seen the pots downstairs, make sure uh, Dustin when before you leave, you see the pot of it. It's a huge pot of wash. And how much price. is it? Like yep. five or it's like five, five and a half bucks. I yeah, think is wow. what they charge on the I, website. That sounds like a fair price for that. That's oh, ridiculous for a wash. That's a lot of material. And of course, what they do that nobody else does is they have those paints that are metallic as well as a color so i think they had um, when you talk to scott he was talking about this metallic purple that he worked on and mixed on in the basement pearlescence yeah yes. the pearlescence and that's that's a really nice uh feature that nobody else has in their paint lines <laughs> oh yeah really really well well the best part about these guys is that they're literally i mean they're for the most part playing 40k and some historicals mm-hmm. a little bit of fantasy mixed in but they're literally painting on say their space marines or something like that and they're going no this color's not quite right for that chapter let me go they go, go right down to the shop, <laughs> mix, up, <laughs> mix up another color, try it out. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so they're constantly improving the range based off of things that they're painting themselves, too. So Very cool. cool. And finally, we're going to go ahead and give a big thanks to the Wisconsin Warhammer Fantasy Battles League, the Is WWHFB. That- 
www.hfb.com. That is it. You can find the w, find them at the www.hfb.com. And it's the best way, if you're looking for a forum to chat with your hosts on this show, it's the best place to locate them because as of the 31st, January 31st, the Wisco Dice forums were shut down, unfortunately, just due to, uh, I, I, there's just too many forums out there. And when, you know, I, I, I didn't want to cross, cross competing with the WWHFB forums just wasn't a good idea. So we, so we're going to go ahead and direct people to go ahead and use those. And, and if you're looking for anything that's going on in the Wisconsin Warhammer scene or looking for events in the Midwest, trying to get information on the WWHFB is a great consolidation of that information as well as a great community of, of Warhammer players. Mm-hmm. All of these guys in this room are members. So Woo. exactly. Woo! <laughs> it's cool. You should be a part of it. Okay, so what have we been doing for the last couple of weeks? Paul, I, I, I think there was an event we went to, obviously. Yeah, I, I think there was. It was It was somewhere. Whoa! Whoa! Pekka, Pekka. I wasn't there. I can't log. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a completely separate issue. We'll talk about that later. I missed this year because of certain things. Yeah, certain things. I did not. Thank no, you. it was it was great. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you were pretty much with like a week and a half to go. You were pretty much on the door of I'm not going to go, and then <laughs> yep. And then there's a space that opened up. I'm like, all right, I guess I can go. It turned out randomly, two of our good friends moved less than 15 minutes away from the location. So I was like, oh, my nice. wife can go hang out with them, and I can go play Warhammer. That sounds like a win-win to me. <laughs> so, it was a great weekend, lots of fun. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that a little bit later, is because we're gonna. We have a big section later in the show of just kind of talking about what we've done and what things that are going on in the game and hobbies. I haven't played much in actual Warhammer other than Wapaka myself. I've yeah, been doing a either. ton of hobby, though. We were going to play a game last week, but some jerk didn't show up. Yeah, that jerk. <laughs> yeah, considering that it snowed I, out. <laughs> yeah, it did. There was there was a, some serious road conditions going on at that point. So we something about winter weather advisories. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't get our. That was a wuss. I'm sorry. We didn't get our Sunday <laughs> game. But uh, yeah, it was a, a great other great week. I've been pumping out a lot of hobby. Obviously, I've got that challenge with Mr. Andrew Sherman to paint more models than he did this <laughs> year in 2013, and I. By no means going to sell myself short. I have, I have stepped back and I'm starting to work on my Tomb Kings a little bit more, which means I'm not getting nearly as much, you know, model count done. But I really been, I've got a couple of goals for tournament wise that I really want to try to make to at least be able to put them on the table. And since uh, the Conzies Challenge is going on, <laughs> uh, and if you don't know what the Conzies Challenge is, the Conzies Challenge is, I laid that out I think in episode twenty. Five or six. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, where it was part of the Conzies Rand. And it's basically, I challenge each and every one of you, everyone out there, to try to make a prettier and better Warhammer experience by not putting unpainted models on the table. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm going to lead that charge by doing it myself. Now, I realize that that's not always possible. But for those of you that can step up and take the Conzies Challenge, make sure you're tweeting, make sure you're putting pressure on your buds to get their stuff painted, and let's make 2013 a prettier and better Warhammer experience for everyone. Sounds good. That's the crusade there from Ben Cohn. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I think it's. I mean, we got the Fan Hammer thing going on. We've got we've got things where people, we got other shows that are doing challenges to paint an army in 2013. So. The, the Conzies Challenge goes right there with it. I mean, it's it's something. I, I it's been tough too because like I'm aching to put my Tomb Kings on the table because <laughs> I've been seriously painting them a lot lately, and I'm I feel myself getting a little rusty with them. But I'm not mm. going to do it. I'm not going to put them on the table until they're ready. 
All right. All right. So, Brian, you were on the last show. Did you get yep. anything done? Um, Slightly. I didn't finish my goal. My goal was to finish that 10-man Bowman unit, but I worked on them. They're still not done, though. Well, at least, <laughs> at least you're making progress. Yep, getting there. They'll be done pretty quick. And I did... More or less, the most of my time was spent going through my whole Tomb King's army and fixing all the broken stuff since I haven't <laughs> been carrying it very good. So most everything's in one piece now, which is a plus. That's awesome. Because I guess I was going to shoot for a new goal of similar to yours, but I would like to have an army painted this year finally. That would that, be awesome. Be cool. And yeah, that might yeah. be a possibility to go with the Tomb Kings. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> that would be very seriously awesome. And I guess I did finish one of my conversions finally. I converted a weapon for one of my Ushabti, and I finally glued it on the thing. It's been done for a while, but it's finally <laughs> one piece now, too. So. Nice. That's really cool. That's exciting. That's very cool to see that you're getting some motivation and, and getting things done after all of these years of Warhammerness. <laughs> I've only so, been painting a year. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I have nothing to show for it. <laughs> you got five guys. Uh, I yeah. have one and I'm in the process of I ten. I was being charitable. <laughs> But it's cool. It's good to see you getting mm-hmm. some work done, and, yep. and hopefully the because we do lay out every episode. We do lay out kind of our next by the next episode or within the next couple of weeks. We try to lay out goals for ourselves. So coming on as a host, hopefully you can start setting some goals, and you know you feel like you have some accountability to the audience when you don't make your goals. So there's definitely a little pressure there. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah, like yeah. me. You know, when I I set a goal <laughs> and I I totally didn't do it, and so I didn't finish my goal this week. And you feel bad. I was <laughs> gonna know? try and keep track in the blog of what I was actually doing too. So hopefully that'll interest you guys and hopefully make me not a bum so I have something to show for <laughs> it. Not to mention it's it's great to follow along because you, it's the first you know this is your first army and first models you've ever really yeah, painted. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. It's a great kind of thing for you, you guys that are kind of new hobbyists to kind of follow along. Here's here's a guy that's basically taken the how to paint Citadel miniatures, follow the steps, it's painting stuff pretty cool, pretty well. They're they're nice so. looking, <laughs> and you know going that next you know you know getting an army actually now accomplishing an army. So it'll be nice to follow along. Yeah, it'll be nuts having a painted army on the table. It'll be nuts having a painted unit on the table that I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robert, what have, what have you been doing in the hobby? I mean, have you got anything, you know, models put together, cheese curds eaten, you know? <laughs> you could share the cheese curds, you know. Well, okay, here you go. <laughs> but uh, uh, hot game-wise, I played two games against Drunk Dan, Dan Rude. I know too many Dan's. I know at least a dozen. I have to give them all nicknames. Dan Wasmer's Skittles Dan. And then there's Dumb Dan and Drunk Dan and Toothless Dan, Super 8 Dan. Drunk Dan just sounds so mean. Sounds yeah, like some likes it. character. He likes it. But uh, we played my Nurgle Warriors against his uh, mostly corn demons. Beat them both times. And then... Uh, that might have had something to do with Drunk Dan's drunkenness, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's better drunk or sober. <laughs> but uh, hobby-wise, it hasn't been Warhammer. I've been working on my Flames of War Germans. That's okay. Yep. I'm getting some paint. Man, I got to get back to work on my Americans, but I, I in a little bit. So it'll be it'll be cool to get a painted like three or four. You know, I'd like to get 350 points or so painted of some Flames of War. Be able to get some some how to play how to play it how to use it type mm-hmm. games in so yeah i'm working on my grenadiers because most of my tanks are painted so cool dustin have you been doing anything hobby oriented i have been kind of schizophrenic hobby oriented mm-hmm. actually uh 
got about halfway through building a flying carpet for my Arabian ogre army. Nice. Nice. Uh, and then ran out of tassels. So, <laughs> <laughs> What kind of tassels are you using? Uh, I'm actually using demonette hair. Oh, huh. nice. Oh, I nice. actually that's probably have some of that downstairs. Make sure you grab it from me before you All leave. All right, sweet. Uh, so that's that's for my ogres. For my goblins, I've been building chariots and actually got a wyvern conversion done. Oh, nice. wyvern chariot. Cool. Which uh, <laughs> I, I discovered that Konzi's challenge might be a good thing because I took my not-quite-painted army out for a spin and had some of the worst rolling of my life. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not hard. I mean, the Conzi's Challenge, it's not hard to step up and at least get your stuff base-coated. If there's anything I took away from Wapaka, mm-hmm. it was Domus brought his Dark Elves. This is the first time he's got his Dark Elves, and all it was was just base coats on it. Mm-hmm. And being able to see that army in the progress, see the base coats, see all the models had paint on them, they were all painted, mm-hmm. and that's all. I mean, I'm not asking for you to have your stuff finished, just painted and on the table. It's just a prettier experience, so definitely... I hope that you know. I hope that helps you kick your some motivation in. We want to hear about it. <laughs> and then I also uh, succumbed to the forty percent off mantic prices and decided Ooh. to start a vampire counts army, <laughs> which puts me to four armies in progress right now. <laughs> because uh, just what? four? Oh, just, just four? four? Come on! So, I think I have three finished armies. <laughs> so my goal right now is to. Uh, Get the willpower to actually start focusing on something and get a fully painted force. Nice. I, I do have to say, 40% off of Mandic models, which are already ridiculously inexpensive, mm-hmm. is pretty hard to pass up, even if those models sit on the shelf for a while before I actually do something with them. 60 skeletons, 40 ghouls, and 90 zombies for $100. It's nice. not bad. <laughs> yeah, especially with units where you need that many models. You're crazy not to... Yep, exactly. So let's go ahead. I think we've we kind of talked about everybody's stuff they've done in the last couple of weeks. Let's go ahead and do the awesome models you might have missed. I did miss them. That, that sounded eerily feminine, Ben. <laughs> have you been working on that? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't you like it when I talk to you like this, Fa? No. I don't. It gives me bad thoughts. <laughs> I find it strangely <laughs> enticing. <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, Titan Forge. Uh, we've talked to them b- about them before. They're ogres, but they've got this new Draxkull Menace coming out. And Ben, I think you just received a whole shipment of them. Yeah, I backed their Indiegogo, so I p- I ended up picking up. I have this Orcs and Goblins army is very Halloween themed and stuff, mm-hmm. so it was a perfect like shoe in for me. It was like an auto decision to back their Indiegogo to get a bunch of the models. Yep. And so I got a bunch of the Zomblins, and I got some of the uh, Trolls, and a couple of the Orcs. I think I got the Orc Command, and mm-hmm. I got their Battle Standard Bearer model. Yep. And all of them are just outstanding. The de- level of detail on those figs mm-hmm. is crazy for, you know, like those, like the little zombie night goblins. The mm-hmm. level of detail on those is just crazy. The, the, the arms, I think there's an argument for the armies look a little stubby, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I don't care. It, it reminds yeah. me very much when I first <laughs> like stubby. picked them out. It reminded me a lot of Warplocks miniatures. They've got a whole high, a high amount of detail to them. Uh, you can tell that they're not made with a computer, and that's kind of a fun thing about these models. If you're comparing them to Warplock, you're giving them a pretty high praise, in my opinion, because yeah. uh, I actually challenged them to a contest on Chaos Source online once. Mm-hmm. Have you actually do? Have you ever seen his minis in person? Not in person, no. Oh, that sounds dirty. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I, I received some of them when we reviewed them on uh, an earlier episode, and I really like them. They're amazing. I'm, I've been spending a couple months painting up the Wood Elf Spellsinger that he made, and it's just a beautiful model, having a great time with it. I've kind of been sad that I've never had an excuse to buy any of the, the Warplock stuff before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was it was my Spider Rider army. I needed three orcs, and I I liked his orcs, so I picked those three up, and then I also got the Wood Elf Spellsinger, and very very happy with my purchase. So back on topic, yeah. So back <laughs> on topic. Wrong here. wrong alternative alternative company. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys What do you guys think of these fakes? Awesome. Very very cool. Very nice. Is there anything maybe in the range that really pops up from the Draxgall Menace range that really pops out to you or maybe of the models that I picked up? Yeah. Well, the the uh, ogres, the undead ogres or trolls as they call them, if I ever ran o- Nurgle ogres for my chaos, those would be the models I would want to use. And I've actually seen he had a big giant that he was working on too, right, with this part of this Indiegogo campaign? And the giant is carrying, and there's actually a painted picture of it now up on the website. Yeah. And that- it's basically carrying a orc character on its back, so it's <laughs> nice. been it's been broken. <laughs> yeah, I really like these miniatures. They're really, really nice, very well done, but that's probably the one I'd be most excited about. It's really a centerpiece model. The wyvern, too, is just crazy that they've got. It's just like, wow. It's mm-hmm. really... I mean, I, it's not like I need another wyvern. I already own two. <laughs> yes, you do. But I, <laughs> I, might, hobby. <laughs> I might very well go buy this one just the royal You can totally course. fit yeah. two wyverns into uh, 2400. Yeah, it's a little tight. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> Don't don't get me started, or the next thing I'll know, I'll be at Blood in the Sun with two wyverns. Two wyverns. <laughs> two giants. Two giants. <laughs> watching, that sounds like a challenge. Watching my score on Rankings HQ go right down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, your score. I, I almost beat you. I'm so close. Consider- I can actually see you in my window Considering now. the best event I was at was Wapaka last year for mm-hmm. scoring, and I... Basically took a gimmick list and had no ambition on getting points or doing any doing well at Wapaka this year. Yeah, uh, I can see. I knew I was going to take a huge hit. Well, but you're still above me, so. But yeah, it was actually kind of fun when they updated rankings HQ. I know six of the eight people that are around me, so that was pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goes to show that we all suck. <laughs> hey, I just keep going up and up. You're the one who's coming down. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I I, I purposely. Yeah. I purposely did not play. Uh, I knew going into Wapak, I was going to take probably a thirty-point hit. Yeah, and and that was big. That that, that shifted me a lot. I, I think that I went down fourteen spots. Yeah. So well, whatever it happens. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a lot of tournaments I'm planning on hitting this this year, so I don't think that mm-hmm. I, I think I'm yeah, in I control of my own. Way for long. <laughs> I don't think I think I'm in control of my own destiny if I want to be. And I got my eyes set on getting that top Tomb King spot by the end of the year is my goal. Oh wow! Really? Jeez. You gotta get them painted first. <laughs> One goal at a time, Mister. <laughs> that's that's that that is always a challenge here. I, I think uh, I think if I'd be doing real well if I can get a thousand points for for Desnotling, which is coming up in two weeks Less or three weeks. The twenty third, yeah. I think, is February. So that'll be the first event, first <laughs> tournament the the Tomb Kings are coming up for. Very cool. All right. Anyways, uh, Drexel Menace, uh, Menace Minis, the original topic, main okay. topic. <laughs> This many people were doomed. We're going to be completely <laughs> on wrecked on topic. 
Awesome figures, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, zombies. They're they're great if you're doing you want to do an, a vampire counts army. They did a very good job of making a range that you know it's obvious they reference the vampire counts book so that the models work with and fit kind of that vampire counts deal. Mm-hmm. It's also very cool and obvious that they did models that that also fit really well into an existing orcs and goblins army. So if you wanted to have that un you know that you know, Halloween themed orcs and goblins army like I'm doing, mm-hmm. you've got models that fill in really cool, really well. Exactly. So they, I think of, they fit in really well with GW as well. I don't think those night goblins omelets are going to have an issue. The, sitting the in scale is, yep. The scale is perfect. They're spot on. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a problem at all. So very good. Okay. With that being said, anybody else got anything extra to add to the drag skull men stuff? Yay. Zombies. Yay. <laughs> zombies. 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 We're going to take a break, okay? Do you want to speed up your games with super accurate measuring and control your dice from flying everywhere? Then Prism Gaming is your place to shop. Do you love beautiful, bold colors and amazing washes with a huge selection of colors? Then Prism Gaming is your place to shop. If you love to game... Then you love Prism Gaming. For all of their products and materials, shop www.prismgamer.com. And we're back. I am here now. I've been joined by Rob. Rob is the one of the masterminds behind WarGenius.com. Good evening, Rob. Good evening, Ben. All right. So one of the things that we, we haven't had on the show to talk a little bit about the WarGenius.com. And Rob here is from, I should, let's go ahead and just introduce you to our audience. People don't necessarily know maybe who you are or what how you got into Warhammer. So Rob, let's start with that. How did you get into this Warhammer thing in the first place? Certainly. Actually, I've been playing for almost 15 years now. Started way back in middle school days when the models just kind of looked neat and I liked the artwork and the game was secondary to the modeling and the hobby part. Now, all these years later, there's tournaments around and there's all kinds of people around to actually play with rather than you're just your core set of guys. Yep. That's kind of the way a lot of us, I think, started out. I mean, of course... I go back, I remember starting back at the local True Value hardware store uh, in Reedsburg, actually carried it, and things worked out budget-wise. I'm like, I'm finally going to start this game, and it was great. Now, you've taken that to kind of the next level here with WarGenius.com and this idea of building kind of a social network war gamer site. Is that right? That's the basic concept behind it. I see different shards of people talking on Facebook, talking on Twitter, talking on all these different podcasts, and it's a lot of people from all over the country, all over the world, and they don't all really have one single place to go. That's the grand scheme of things, but moreover, it's it's a place to kind of collect your your gaming information so you can host 
uh, all your own pictures of your army, keep uh, a painting blogs there, and most importantly, log all your games against any other users or even if they're not users of the site. Okay, and so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about, like, the? I know the logging the game system is kind of a big thing right there, so why don't you go ahead and start by just giving us a little bit of a idea what what can I do with that that kind of helps add value to not only my game but say say people are, people are kind of occasionally interested in what the Conzie's doing with Warhammer so when I'm sitting there logging my my logging my games how do people find me how do the people see them what kind of information can I maybe log there for folks is it like full on battle reports or is it just uh yeah I won this game against Paul because he sucks yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, well, actually, we're actually able to do full-on battle reports. Um, it's kind of breaking down, broken down into turns, so we can do a turn-by-turn -turn summary: what you did, what the opponent did, and then you know a casual report per turn. You can attach pictures right to that, and actually maintain all of this in kind of like a blog, uh, sorry, a blog post sort of format. Um, but along with that, it also asks, it's going to ask for who you played, what army you used, what army they used, how many, what was the points value, what your scenario was, if any, what game system you're playing. It can do, uh, currently 40k Warhammer, um, Hordes and War Machine, and then Flames of War. And then from there, it'll track whether you were victorious, how many victor, victory points you got, whether it was a win or a loss or a draw. And over time, after you start logging these games, you can kind of see if you're playing the same person, if you're playing Paul and beating them all the time, you, you'll tend to see that over time. It'll give you an actual stat of you beat him 65% of the time. Well, that sounds about right. Actually, probably more like eighty-five percent of the time. Uh, no, I, I, I got it. I give Paul. I give Paul credit. He has come. A he used to be like the Madison punching bag when it came to Warhammer, and the last year, year and a half, he's really flipped up his game. So, sixty-five percent of the time would be really generous. My fair. I think he's <laughs> this last year. He's probably beaten me more times than I've beaten him. But that being said, I won't admit that very freely very often. <laughs> <laughs> well, and on the site too, we have it turned so currently it's defaulted so that when you're logging your games, not everyone can can log in and see it. The the concept isn't to just say you're the best and you win every game you ever play. It's more of a learning tool, more of a a hobby tool than anything else. So if you want other people to see your games, by all means, push it to Twitter, publish it, and let other people see it. If you don't, you don't need to do that either. You can keep it just private for yourself. So this is. Speaking of Twitter, and I mean, you know, this is a social kind of site. Is the site at this point integrated so that I can say, I, I logged my game and I want to share this to the Twitterverse? Is it automatically, can it just share that then with my Twitter account right now? Exactly. Or is that push one button and it'll push out the link and it'll, it'll have some default text in there, but you can always change that before you hit it, uh, submit it live. That is awesome. I mean, that's definitely, I mean, especially the Twitter thing seems to yeah. be blowing up. Uh, it's crazy a lot lately, and you can with being able to host your own photo galleries and that sort of thing on there too. You can also share all those bits with it. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, there's a bunch of photo free sites, but I hate going like somebody puts a, a picture on a Twitter feed or something like that, and it's a link to their uh, some online photo gallery that's just jam packed with like pop ups and annoying ads <laughs> and stuff. And that's something you definitely don't see at WarGenius.com. So that's 
really cool to be able to, as a war gamer, have a site I can just go to, I can put stuff up, um, and it's right there for anybody that I want to have access to to see it. So that's uh, really cool. Um, now, if I understand talking to you before, and I don't remember seeing this when I was poking around the site, but I haven't really had an opportunity to, to fully log a game yet. So when I was poking around, though, I was trying to see if I could see more of a statistics after, like, okay, I've played six games, yep. or I've played maybe here, I'm, I've, I've decided I'm, I'm getting ready to play my Tomb Kings. So when I start logging my games for my Tomb Kings, I want, I'm kind of looking for, okay, after the year, what, what armies were maybe I really good against? What armies maybe gave me difficulties? Am I going to be able to pull that kind of statistics, or is that something exactly. you're planning on adding? It will be added very soon. We're actually working on uh, the file structure for that right now. So currently it's able to tell you which army you played um, against the most, and it can kind of break it down that way. Um, but to get real granular and say if it's a 2,000-point game, how good did I do with my Tomb Kings versus a 1,000-point game, it'll actually be able to compare the two side by side. So that's something we're currently working on, and it should be implemented um, within a month or two yet. But uh, this is kind of a, a work in progress that's ready for for some uh, more public people to to get on there and check it out. That's that would would be awesome. Of course, us all being you know geeks at first, you know every <laughs> every person I just about talk to, there's a few exceptions, but it's a Warhammer player always is into this concept of being able to get more and more granular with knowing what they did and how they played and who they were good against and who they were bad against exactly so that that having that being able to pull that information it would be just awesome i mean that's uh, definitely a value add and it's cool to hear that and i knew you talked about it i knew it's cool to hear that that's still a coming thing so yeah, what a- we actually have a lot more plans for um after that as well Think being able to record it live while you're playing your game or shortly thereafter. That would be really cool. I mean, of course, then we get into the whole everybody's got these smartphones and stuff like exactly. that and being able to have the the mobile app to be able to, oh, hey, I'm I'm in the middle of here's turn one. Uh, take a picture. You know, boom. take a picture, yes. boom, snap it up. It posts it up and automatically to my Twitter feed, maybe my Facebook page, whatever. All those kind of things just slit, make it with just make it slick and awesome and the place to kind of get in the ground floor right now and start checking it out and get yourself set up because all these things are coming on top of it's already a great place to log your battle reports and share photos of your stuff and blog about your army and all of this you know, i mean how much are you charging for all this This has got to be what 20 bucks a month or something like that come on you got to be crazy oh, here right oh, ben, absolutely free that is what? anyone can join <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy talk free Really? It's been a, a labor of love. So I'm just trying to create a community and create a place for some um, people to come, share the game, share their hobby, share their interest. All right. So that is awesome. I mean, everything from having the podcasts and doing the podcast thing to to having you know the things that I've done through the Wisconsin Warhammer Fantasy Battles League and trying to establish more and more of a social community that way to have this extra tool to be able to do that and, and to join and share and grow the community is what's making Warhammer just, it's one of the high points of Warhammer right now, at least from that, and Wargaming in general. So that's really cool that you're doing this. 
as a tournament organizer. Yep. Obviously, Merry Mayhem, that'll be coming up in December again. Is there cool things that I can do with WarGenius.com for getting that information out there for us tournament organizers to maybe to either list our event or to be able oh, yes. to record things for that? Yep, definitely. Any tournament organizers are free to actually create a page on the site itself. We can mirror what you have for if you have your own site, which I know you do, Ben, but not everyone does out there. But you're able to actually create an event on the, on the website itself and invite people that way. And that way it shows up on their calendar. It will, because there, there's a calendar on the site as well, it'll show up on their calendar and you can actually link that page via Twitter, share it that way then too, but you can create all of your own information right on the site. Um, same thing with anyone running a, a blog or a, pod, a podcast. Um, we're more than happy to, to host that information and put those links out for you. Yeah, and that is for, obviously as a TO, I have all these options, but also then since us as TOs start bringing this information for you, uh, and putting it up, it's listed right there on the calendar. So, hey, I need to know what the what maybe there are events are going on in my area. Yes. Boom! I just go right to the wordgenius dot com. It should be my one stop shop. I go find my find all the tournament information, what all the event events are, hopefully that are going to be in my area, and and bamo, I'm I'm good to go. That's the idea. <laughs> all right, that's that's excellent. Is there anything else then? I, I think you you might want to add or tell us about that's coming for WarGenius.com or. Well, one of the other things we have been working on it's it's not as quite uh, important as getting to a mobile platform or granular reporting, but we are actually working on and kind of like an achievement sort of system where you can actually earn badges by, say, beating dwarves with high elves or. If you're an Imperial Guard and you're just totally outnumbered in a scenario, that kind of thing, where you can actually earn different badges for, for doing certain weird random in-game things. So almost taking a video game aspect approach to to these tabletop games. I know that's something I see over on BoardGameGeek.com, uh, and they do it really well, and that'd be cool to have that as a feature for the Wargamer as well, to be able to go ahead and be able to earn. Like, oh, hey, I, I've dimensional cascaded 10 times over the course of the year <laughs> boom that's an award that's exactly. awesome so i mean i do those kind of little micro prizes at mayhem and everybody's just kind of like gleeful about being able to have the opportunity to get those you know to get that dimensional cascade that first little micro prize so to get a little badge for yeah, like say you know 10 dimensional cascades in a year that would be awesome Perfect. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea too. I hadn't actually thought of that uh, specific one. <laughs> so always user input is good. <laughs> I'm I'm going to take credit for that one. Definitely. <laughs> you can call it the Wisco Dice Award. <laughs> <laughs> Only uh, if it happens against you, though, right? Well, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I, I'm fine. I'm fine with earning that one. That's uh, good. So, I guess uh, that being said. I, I know we're getting ready, ramping up here. This is actually, we're recording this right before the great and almighty, the biggest and baddest Wisconsin Warhammer tournament, which is Wapaka. Wapaka. Exactly. And you're going to be there, right? I am. Just boxed up my army a couple minutes ago. So I give you just an opportunity here to, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're bringing a little bit. I, I don't need list details, obviously, but, you know, what do, what do you bring for an I'm army? I'm taking a page out of your book, Ben. I'm bringing orcs and goblins. 
Well, it's because they is the best. They is the best. Orcs is the best. Yeah, of course, uh, uh, <laughs> hopefully you're not a glutton for punishment like me and bringing the double giant and wyvern list, though. No, I, you know, I thought about it, but uh, I had to go with that damn savage orc, or savage orc horde. That... I wish I had one of those painted. Yeah, it took a long time, but I got it done just in time for North Star, and we're rolling it out again this time. Um, but with special characters, though, I do have a, a little surprise coming. Yeah, I was going to bring the Grimgore build, but in my test games with 30 Black Orcs, it's just not strong enough. So uh, I ended up swapping my list like four or five days ago and then deciding I had to paint a giant and a Black Orc war boss, or a Black Orc big boss for it. So uh, we got all that done. So that's pretty cool. Love those last-minute decisions. <laughs> of course. I'm sure it'll backfire and I'll hate it all weekend, but whatever. It's Wapak. I can just drown it in misery. Ah, uh, drowned it in beer. We're at the ale house. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's. I'll, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you at Wapaka, and I think from here we'll go ahead and and wrap up the interview. Is there anything? Any last thoughts? I give you the opportunity here to add if you uh, want to tell the folks about WarGenius.com. I mean, everybody, you need to go there right now. Step as you're listening, check it out, and yeah. uh, hopefully we will be able to converse with you on there. Yeah, do that. Do it now. Right now. <laughs> yes, you gotta. He's awesome. He's my favorite website. It's better than that. It's better than, you know, that anything that, that Paul puts up, you know? <laughs> Whoa, dude. That angry guy came in the studio again. You, I, I know you didn't see that because we're on the call, but he's creepy. He sounds creepy. <laughs> He is. He's a pretty creepy guy. All right. Thanks, folks. you got to go ahead and check out WordGenius.com. It's an amazing site. It's lots and lots of features, and there's some seriously cool stuff coming to that site right now that will be there, and you'll be able to use to calculate like your how you did against RBXYZ or what you, what your winning percentage for the year was, all these kind of things that I know I want to know, but I'm not logging it right now on any other means. There's I don't know of any other site that really gives me these options. So definitely go ahead and make sure you get out there and check it out. That's wargenius.com. Till then, let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little more Warhammer. My precious. Your precious what? My precious everything. Yu-Gi-Oh, Warhammer, 40K, War Machine Hordes, everything. Everything? Yeah, it's all at Misty Mountain Games. Really? Correct. Located on Cottage Grove Road. And you know what? I hear they also have the largest gaming space in all of Madison. Don't just hear it. I know they do. All right. And also you can check them out for board games as well, I hear Yep, board games. They got pretty much everything. The management and the staff down there are awesome. They can hook you up with whatever you need. If it's not on the shelves, they'll make sure they get it in for you promptly and quickly. All right, well, check them out. Misty Mountain Games on Cottage Grove Road. And, of course, hit their website at mistymountaingames.com. All right, we're back. That part (laughs) going to be cut. (laughs) Wow, this has been the most dysfunctional recording session ever. But that's saying a lot for us. Seriously, think about the last year. Lava mode. But it's been a lot of fun too. So we're gonna go ahead and get on to our gaming spotlight. Correct the moon. Try to try to get this crowd serious. Serious. (laughs) Look with that. We're gonna talk about something that 
three-fifths of the room probably doesn't care about in the gaming spotlight. Okay. I thought it was going to go the other way. I was wondering who the third-person one doesn't <laughs> care about it. No. <laughs> oh. no we're going to talk about the Lord of the Rings strategy battle game, which is actually now The Hobbit. L-O-T-R-S-P-G. They still support Lord of the Rings a little bit, but yeah, it is called The Hobbit. Now. It's effectively... The Hobbit rules are effectively Lord, Lord of the Rings. Lord you know, Yeah. Yeah. Well... I don't. It's probably more like 5.0 at this point <laughs> with all the incarnations of it. It's been around for quite a long while. Yeah, they basically was, every movie in the written they they came out with a you know with Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the King all came out. It was like revision. It was that was like first edition, second edition, third edition, right after year after year after year with them adding, changing, and putting in FAQs into the rule books. And yeah, basically, it was very evolving thing. It, and, and none of that supporting actual real pickup games. It was kind of nope. hilarious. Uh, that was and kind then of War of the Ring came the out. One. Yeah, War that of the Ring's not, that's not the strategy battle game, though. Oh. No. It's related. It uses the models, but yeah, mm-hmm. not the strategy battle at all. Yeah, so let, let's talk. What What is the Lord of the Rings strategy battle game? I mean, somebody here must have an idea. Well, from my understanding, you guys do. We do. We've been talking about it on the show. <laughs> yeah. bit that we so, play. <laughs> uh, the strategy battle game, to my understanding, is more of kind of skirmish-based scenarios, correct? It's a skirmish-based game. Yeah. And, and it's also yep. a hero-focused game as well. It uh, can be. Weird. It can be. Yeah. You have... It doesn't... It can be... You could take a force that's like, say, in like a 250 or 300-point game. Mm-hmm. You could take a force that's like four or five models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can take all heroes if you want. Or you can, ta- you can take a force that's you know, 40 orcs mm-hmm. yep. and both forces work pretty evenly. I'd say the points are a pretty good match on in the game. It, it seems to be because it, at some point all of your models are rolling dice mm-hmm. and yes, sure. Those three heroes or four heroes are going to be, you know, they're going to swarm ki- kill orcs like crazy, but eventually you get the swarm factor. Eventually they're not going to roll dice. They're going to run, run out of, you know their their special abilities, mm-hmm. and you're going to tap their resources, and you still got guys left. So it comes yeah. to it gets to be a kind of a it'll it ends up being kind of this close, kind of edgy, very dynamic type of game, very simplistic in the core game yep. mechanics. They took a lot of they looked at Warhammer, and they took a lot of the 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 they they felt like it was some of the things you're rolling for in Warhammer, like the to hits and the to wounds and the armor saves, ward saves, all that kind of stuff. They like. It's a that's, lot less wonky. That's kind of I would call. <laughs> that's kind of like redundant dice rolling. So yeah. you basically you you have um, one dice roll for combat, right? You every and it's each, actually a roll off, which is I yeah. think is really cool. Is yeah. you're rolling against your opponent, correct? Exactly, and and it is certain numbers of dice. It isn't necessarily like if you're a hero, mm-hmm. you might add three dice to the roll off. So your odds of winning the fight are going to be higher. Mm-hmm. If you're a you know, maybe a, you know, most any infantry only has one attack. Yeah, like a basic orc or basic infantryman, then you've got one dice. When I played it a couple of years ago, the mechanic kind of worked that as long as the hero rolls a six, he really can't be wounded. Not necessarily changed, or if well, you roll, you get into a fight, mm-hmm. and both players roll dice, mm-hmm. and whoever rolls highest. Mm-hmm. Wins the fight. Yep. At which point the other guy doesn't get damaged. If mm-hmm. you win the fight, you don't get damaged. Mm-hmm. And if you lose the fight, then that that person had the your opponent has a, the opportunity to roll their dice to try to get damage on you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now the if if what happens if both guy both players roll a six? Mm-hmm. Well, at that point we look at 
we compare fight skills in the fight. Mm-hmm. And whoever has the highest fight skill tends to win the fight. Now, this could mean that it's, the, you know, it, hero-driven at this point. Mm-hmm. And also, in this case, heroes have what's called might, so they can adjust the dice rolls a certain amount of times per games is one of the things you can use might for. Mm-hmm. To So you can roll, like, say, here's a fight. You've got Aragorn in it. I think he's got three attacks. He's got a really high fight skill. And he gets a free might point. Every, yeah, every turn. <laughs> every turn. So, okay, <laughs> I, I had a bad dice roll. I rolled a three, a two, and a one. Well, and the orc player rolled a six. And we're only looking at the highest die roll, too. Yep, so we're looking at the highest die roll. The orc player has a six on the board. Aragorn's got a three. Well, he could spend three points of might, make it a six, then we get to compare uh, fight skills. Aragorn has the highest fight. He gets to win the fight. But at the same point, when I'm playing as the orc player, I'm looking at that going, that's kind of a win for me because I just got you to exhaust three of your might points. Yep. And that's kind of a big thing because once you, once you exhaust things like that then it comes down to sheer dice rolling and eventually like you know usual evil mentality swarm uh, make your opponent have to roll dice and make them expend their their skills i mean that's wouldn't you agree brian that's kind of you know you know whereas you play a lot more of the goody guys because your your main faction you've been playing has been the i have the elves until we started following scenarios a little more and playing the fellowship which i gotta say i mean we it used to when we started playing the game too uh, I think we were playing, we were playing more the pickup games, which would be like the Legions of Middle Earth kind of run, which is which is a lot of fun. Which is you just you know playing even points matches, building force factions. Uh, when we moved into, we just recently started doing. We yeah, went we back to Fellowship of the Ring. We went to starting playing some of the scenarios like the Balin's Tomb and and the Escape for, to Lothlorien. We're actually using you know things were themed off of the book, yep, or themed off of the movies. And, you know, those games have been really, really fun. Yep. And I th- I thought, I get this feeling of like, you know, when you're playing them, it, it feels very much, very kind of intense. It feels very, very much like the, like you, you know, kind of like what you would have thought they'd feel like, you know, like the, what the, if, if you were actually doing, you know, if you were actually Gimli and you were trying to get, you know, there's Balin's tomb or if you were actually you get a little more of that you get really it, it really added a lot to be able to play those scenarios and use those at least for me it did i so feel was, that way too there's a lot more feeling with it with everything built up from the movies and the book and everything it, it's it, like you're really there it, it <laughs> like, was it, 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 it. like you know it, and it was a big difference between even like your normal warhammer game where you can kind of get yeah it's cool this is my orcs and i've got my you know big bad orc leader that i've named or i'm playing my tomb kings and king ramen is is doing well or whatever king ramen yeah like the noodles no (laughs) king ramen king ramen king ramen like the noodles no. <laughs> All right. Moving on. But but yeah, you it's it's it was so cool like uh, is you he know, Asian flavored? Well, we no. I think we had a really good example just in our game the other day. It was we were playing Balin's Tomb. Yep. And like I think it was my first attack against Gimli. You had swarmed him pretty good with like five guys. I managed to win the fight and then I had, he has like three attacks or something, so I managed to actually kill like three. <laughs> yeah, and he was right. <laughs> you know, it was it was right next to like Balin's tomb too. Yep. He was standing, so it was just like 
you know, here's this swath of work, you know, Moria Goblins just coming down on Gimli, all just surrounding him and swarming him, just like, you know, like Tolkien kind of talks about in the book and kind of how they portrayed it in the movie. And here he is just, and like counting them off. (laughs) One, (laughs) two, (laughs) and we were kind of doing that too during the game. It it adds that. I mean, yeah, I think some of the, I think there's a definite argument. And I think when you look at like, when you compare it to like a Warhammer, you don't necessarily, uh, it's two different games, but for something we're playing on the side, uh, and we're trying to find it's it's great fun. There's a certain amount of like that nostalgia of of playing the Lord of the Rings and getting into that fluff and flavor, which is just you know I love the books and love the the movies. So getting into that is just awesome. Two que- two questions. First and probably simplest is cost of entry. How does that compare to say? fantasy or 40k cheap it's incredibly cheap <laughs> you buy the starter you have the army Dawn. yeah yeah pretty much and how much is the starter i think the well the, there's like so the hobbit, different starters the now, hobbit yeah. start well there's only really there's only one, one starter now, you can yeah. buy you can get a couple other ones on ebay and the like the that, hobbit so. starter is 125 dollars that comes with all of the dwarfs that are featured in hobbit in the hobbit movies so all 14 dwarfs bilbo gandalf <laughs> And 30-some goblins. And the, does that come with the Goblin King as well? Yeah, plus the Goblin King. Plus it comes with terrain. Yeah, it's, and it's a hero. Wood yeah, goblin the, town and, of course, yeah. it comes with the rules. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, I mean, it's 125 bucks, but you have everything you're probably going to want to play if you're playing, like, Hobbit-based games. You'll have a lot of games if you're... Now, you can find the, the, the last, the... I don't remember. It was the Moria... Starter Mines box, of Moria. Mines of Moria, mm-hmm. yeah, which came with a bunch of, it which came, came with, with a fellowship, the fellowship, and it came with a bunch Complete of other Moria goblins. Moria goblins and a cave troll. They yep. have a cave troll. Yep, the plastic cave <laughs> troll. So, and it was entirely designed so that you could play, you know, some Moria type scenarios. I think the Goblin Town comes with some terrain too, doesn't it? Like it comes, the Moria box. It comes with some rickety wooden. Yep. You know, if you think about the the Hobbit, the movie, if you if you have seen it, then you realize there were a, you know Goblin Town when they get into the mountain is a bunch of like rickety wooden walkways and stuff, and that's what the mm-hmm. terrain looks like. So, I mean, if you can get that, I think that was like seventy five or a hundred dollars, okay. and that's still a pretty decent buy. And all of the plastic kits for Lord of the Rings are somewhere in the twenty five to thirty dollar range, I think. Still, they were. They've been going up with the new release. Well, so. I mean, everything goes up in price. It's well, yeah, the Hobbit stuff is a little more than the yeah, older like the stuff, two eagles are fifty bucks. The tracker uh, wargs are thirty five, I think. But so. like the scouting uruk, I, I kind of want to pick up. I think like twenty of them are only like thirty bucks. Which yeah, is so it, the newer ones are going to be yeah. higher per model, but. But but it, I mean that's kind of the expectation with Games Workshop. But even still, it's uh, for you know the total cost to get started. Unless you're buying some of the more character type models, you're probably getting things for relatively inexpensive. Your bulk of your quite a lot of it's stuff. actually still metal models too, which is yes. surprising. There are fine cast. Yes, they are going back and doing a bunch of fine cast in the figures. Mm-hmm. Overall, if you were doing like, say, you wanted to do a Gondor-based force, so that you could, you know, pl- replay some of the stuff that happens at the end of Return of the King. Say, you just wanted a bunch of defenders of of Gondor. You buy one plastic kit and a couple of characters. You're probably looking at seventy-five bucks, yeah. well, you and you've actually, got a decent force. And the Return of the King box came with Gondor, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Yeah, if you can find yeah, you one, you can't really get your hands you on a new one anyway. 
Yeah, it's pretty hard to find that actually new anymore. Yeah. But, but yeah, you can pick up a, a Mena Gondor box for yeah. You get a ton of them in there the, too. The, I think you even get like thirty of those. The guys. Men of Gondor box, I think, is a mirror of what came in the Return of the King. Pretty so much, yeah. yeah, I think there was yeah something like sixteen or twenty models. But yeah, it's all really good buy. So what was, you had a second question? The second question is kind of an alternative. They may even have this, but let's say uh, Brian and I wanted to do one where I played Gimli, he played Legolas. And then you're just constantly feeding in goblins and to see who kills more before our character dies. A lot of the scenarios are made for more than two people. And you can split the force however you'd like. I was thinking about that, too, when we were talking about it. You could have a playoff between Gimli and Legolas. I mean, you could do it right along in one of the scenarios. Uh, I don't remember what one escaped to Lothlorien. We played that, I think, was the first one. And the good side actually kind of had two separate forces because it was the remainder of the Fellowship trying to escape the goblins pouring out of Moria and then Haldir and some elves come and rescue him. So you could actually have two separate forces on the good side there. And and, I, and that kind of scenario I think would be really good for uh, a big Helm's Deep game. Uh, I think that would be really good because you'd have, you know, you could have a, a big four by eight table with like Helm's Deep done, uh, really, you know, a big full on Helm's Deep and you could have like three players controlling, like say the forces of order and two, three players playing the forces of evil. And, like one of those forces could be maybe the, the, you're controlling Legolas and the elves that are defending, you know, from the film. And then you could have, you know, Gimli and some humans on the deeping wall. And then you could have, you know, somewhere in there you have Aragorn running around and then somewhere there you have the main keep as well being, you know, for your three players defending. So you you know there's a lot of opportunities for the for the games that you can you can make you can scale it up really well and get you know get some of the big action and it doesn't the additional you would think oh you know it's a skirmish game I'm moving around all these models individually it wouldn't scale that well I've played games where I'm using 75 80 models that I've never had a real problem because the game the the game mechanic is so quick it's yeah. like okay do this fight wham roll some dice wham okay we got a winner okay push the models back mm -hmm. okay do this fight wham roll some dice mm -hmm. roll it finishes I think it, it helps it, a lot it plays pretty quick there is a phases just like in Warhammer similarly but you all always alternate like I move then the other guy moves and even during that phase we're both kind of in the, it there can we're be both some rolling dice we're both paying attention and fighting and yeah it's it's very it's very it's not quite a simultaneous turn but it's very close to simultaneous turns yeah, yeah. and i actually played a couple of test games at games day on the times that i've gone and it, they've had several hundred models on the board and it still works fine yep. i mean it's really because the mechanic for combat is so sim simple uh, basically it's really easy to understand you can have 17 different combats going on and all right well just roll the dice see who wins move on to the next one and it goes really quickly and makes for a really like just a very good storytelling game. There's always going to be a story coming out of every single game you play with these models. The, the big thing, I think the thing we'll wrap this segment up on is, because we've been talking about it for a while, is that it, it is Lord of the Rings. It does capture the game really well. And, it, and it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. It, it doesn't have, I don't think it's a great main game if you're a big in the miniatures thing. Mm -hmm. But it's a great kind of side game for some fun and, and just some silly you know, laughing and getting into the full theme and story of Lord of the Rings. I would have to say it actually is an amazing game if your gaming group is only two people. Eh, I, I, because, I mean, well, I'm saying if you only have one other guy that you get to game with, I think Lord of the Rings might actually be the best choice of the main three games the Games Workshop produces. You can get a lot of variety. Out because of you can get a lot of variety. Exactly. Yep. And it's all supposed to be narrative battles, and so you can get tons of games with the same forces, and it doesn't get stale like perhaps 40K or Warhammer might if you're just playing the same two armies against each other. Yep. So... 
if if you've got a small gaming group, why not try but, it out and pick it up? That might even be something nice for Melissa and I to pick up because she mm-hmm. loves Lord of the Rings. Exactly. I but, mean, yeah, it definitely, because it's a skirmish game, you have everything. It's so easy to take, change up the game from game to game to game, mm-hmm. scenario and objective-wise, too. So you, there's, there is a huge replayability to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could play Balan's Tomb three times, and it plays completely different than the Flights of the Lothlorian scenario. Yep. For sure. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. So let's go ahead and move on now to something that we can, I think everybody else, hey, hey, over there, wake up, Dustin. <laughs> wake up. Okay. Uh, we're going to get back onto, onto something more Warhammer orientated. And let's go ahead and talk a little bit of what, just what we've been up to. We've got everybody in the room. Uh, we talked a little bit about hobby stuff we were doing. Anybody have games they wanted to share? I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about Wapaka here, but you know, games you've played recently or or you know something of note that you want to go ahead and share. I think now is a good time to do it. I've uh, I've actually over the last couple of weeks been playing some smaller games with my Ogre Force. I had about a thousand points done, and then I got a Thunder Tusk. So I've been playing kind of a weird level at twelve fifty. Uh, <laughs> But it's been working out pretty well. I played one game against Bretonians where I learned that allowing Bretons to get combo charges against ogres at a thousand points <laughs> yeah. is a really bad idea. <laughs> really bad. And Go trebuch- trebuchets yep. are really mean. Yes. <laughs> Go Brats. <laughs> <laughs> and then played another game against orcs that had a lot of great back and forth. My Thunder Tusk managed to one shot a Mangler Squig. With its nice. uh, dealing three <laughs> wounds on the D three right before it crashed into my lines, so <laughs> I've I've kind of been staying away from the more cookie cutterish ogre stuff, which is easier at the lower point levels, and I've been having a lot of fun with those guys. Yeah, I gotta say, we've, I played your orcs or uh, well, yeah, your orcs, no, your ogres, the one time, and you had the the big unit of lead belchers. Oh yeah, which is something you don't see very often, and. They kind of wrecked my face in that game. <laughs> I love these guys. Also, uh, uh, Firebelly on Arabian Carpet. That strength four breath weapon is brutal at low point games. Yeah, yeah. Even, even in bigger games, it's still brutal. <laughs> yeah, I ran one of those at Wapaka. It, it's a fun time. In the brutal. Yeah, <laughs> it, it hurts for me. a lot. Fun time for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy fun time for Ogre player. Yeah, it, it's it's I, I hate that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brian, have you got anything you've been doing? Uh, just the hobby that I talked about earlier. I haven't played a game since our last recording. Yeah, we we actually recorded that one, which which <laughs> yeah, has I, been. Oh, I guess yeah, if you count that one. <laughs> what was part of the cast or something? It, it was. It was part B of that show, and it was actually more popular than part A if we look at the downloads. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of sword clashing going on. Uh, not too much. Not too much. So there Robert, was a lot of bobblehead on that one. Yeah, I, there was a lot of bobblehead on that <laughs> one. Oh yeah. I, I played a couple games against uh, Drunk Dan over in Platteville, where we operate out of, and he, I took my. These are kind of the last hurrahs of my Nurgle Warriors, as we know it in the current book, and uh, we were doing test games for Cheddar Bowl and. Whoa, 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 what's this cheddar bowl? Wait, yeah, what's let's, cheddar let's bowl? Let's take a step. Let's take a step back. Why don't you go ahead and explain what cheddar bowl is? You might have to eat a cheese curd while you're talking about it. Then. Uh, no <laughs> cheese curd. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but the uh, cheddar bowl is a 2200 point tournament in New Berlin, Wisconsin. It's a uh, one day this year, if I remember right. Yes, that's and, correct. 
And then he's changed it up. You used to take allies. You had to take 300 points of allies. Now you take a hero that's worth no more than 200 points. There's a few rules. And then you take that and throw it in your list. I was testing a uh, cauldron of blood mixed with my warriors of chaos. <laughs> with the was it the was it just a it's just hag? no other yeah not a bs not a, the not the hag bsb though just a hag right just hag and cauldron because i think that's all i could get if i remember right. yeah i think points wise that's a, that's exactly the, I, I know i, I know and it you was can't really do a close. bsb in the rules as well so oh okay so well, it must have just been a base hag that makes sense. and uh let's just say having the cauldron mixed with the shrine as it was in the seventh edition book proved to be very nasty <laughs> when you get a nurgle warrior block that has plus one toughness five plus ward from the cauldron and then you throw curse the leper out there as well uh, needless to say blood uh. letters don't do very well and then die very very quickly or See, i would i would just look at that and be like oh siege warriors oh and then the five plus ward oh four plus ward okay well, I, I mean, my guys are very clearly Nurgle. I'm going to stick with Nurgle because that's what I like. But yeah, if you want Zine, should be even nastier. It's a chosen one. Corn. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Corn, you go plus one attack on those Halberd Warriors. Oh, man, that'd be brutal. Or killing wow. blow on anything when you need well, it. Like, oh, that unit's loaded with characters. I think I'll throw some killing well, later, blow on my yeah, unit. And here, Tony's just trying to throw a nice tournament. We're all like talking about how we can break the rules and make the <laughs> well, most broken unit. <laughs> one of the units at one point did get the four plus ward and sovereign, so like, I'll, and that's my frenzied halberd unit. So like, I'll throw another attack on them and <laughs> just watch the blood letters die. Yeah. Well, in in the one of the two games, I got a direct hit on his bloodthirster with my hell cannon. <laughs> got the wound, failed his ward, killed it. Yeah. Was that like turn one or something? Top wasn't of it? turn one. That, I, te- I remember ouch. I texted you. Yep. That's like, okay, we're done. Re-rack. Yeah. <laughs> Re-rack. Start over. I mean, he conceded very quickly. So we, we, we got a second game in and because he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do well in this game. Yeah. Taking Bloodthirster out on turn one. Yeah. It's, that's, that's, what is he? Six, seven hundred points nowadays? Something ridiculous. He said, I think that's like a quarter 22. of my army. He, he, can uh he starts at 450 and uh and he generally al- you want a minimum of 50 points of gear on him yeah dan so. usually likes to kit out his thirster as much as possible because he likes having to always re-roll he always takes the uh i kill one of your basically the spell scroll and i think there's something else he usually throws in there oh that's i yeah so anyways uh <laughs> let's go ahead i think uh paul and i we were at wapaka so let's that's go correct. ahead and and kind of cover our experiences. We didn't spend a lot of time hanging around with each other all weekend. I really don't know how your games went. Well, my games went pretty well. I won my first two. I played against Tupper and Lauren Parenti. So I was playing High Elves and Skaven. Um, I think I actually drew my second one, but in my book, it kind of does a win. So I had a really good time. And then my third game was against Relian, who I've never played before. Uh, and that one didn't go as well, but I still ended up scoring pretty well. And then my second day was just completely downhill. So... <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it, but it didn't go well. <laughs> well <laughs> but my my most fun game of the weekend, I'd probably have to say, was against Josh Young, who I actually played a pickup game. I was looking on Rankings HQ, and I was like, is there anybody on here I might know? And I saw Josh Young, and I was like, I, I tweeted him, and I was like, hey, a Pickle Ginger, are you also Josh Young, number 126 on Rankings HQ? And he was like, yeah, I am. Well, I'm like, well, I'm 123. We should get a game together. So... We threw down on Friday night, and he was playing Wood Elves, and I was playing Ogres, but I played this kind of random list that I just kind of drew up on the on the fly, and it had 
tyrant with a wizarding hat, who of course rolled like heavens where he had uh, have access to uh, Stonehorn with a hunter on it. Um, four units of four bulls, three gorgers, and I don't even remember what else. But um, sounds untraditional to say the least. It was very untraditional, and I tell you, I had an amazing time. And uh, two units of three Mornfang. And so it was just it was an MSU list for sure, and the gorgeous really I it was great because he couldn't concentrate on anything from either point of view. But it's such a non traditional ogre list that he wasn't like, oh, this is so frustrating. It was just like it was a good game, and he probably would have done much much better. He was running a war dancer Death Star, which I thought was really fun, uh, but he failed a five plus charge on his war dancers and <laughs> ended up failing the charge, so that I got flank charged. Uh, and I had three charges available, so he had to sacrifice half of his army to not get the flank charge in. And it it went downhill, and he didn't roll too well. But he had <laughs> had three 32-ounce beers, and he was from California. <laughs> so he was pretty far lit by the time yeah. we were playing. In, in other words, what you're saying is that he bought the beer yeah. that you guys had. Because that was the bet, right? was that when he, whoever lost that game had to buy the other a beer. Yeah, exactly. So it it was fun. I had a really good time. So, and yeah. of course, Wapaka as a whole is just an amazing time as well. So, I got to say, there was a lot of the California crew there, both mm-hmm. from the guys that do the Leadership Two, yeah, yeah, which are the guys that do the Quake City Rumble. Ed Phillips which, is one of those guys, which is a big, big shout out to Quake City Rumble, the QCR. Yep. I believe that sold out for this year for 2013 now, uh, but possibly, yeah. look out! I'm pretty sure that it's. I'm pretty sure I saw it sold out because mm-hmm. I was actually still considering going <laughs> to it in 2013. Uh, but look out! It sounds to me like QCR in 2014. Mm-hmm. You guys better buy it at least another barrel because if there's a bunch of Midwest guys coming, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna drink all that. That's that beer is gonna be gone in a hurry. Yeah, it was it was really fun to see people from the East Coast, the West Coast, even a guy from Canada. Like it was a great tournament. It was a it, great time. It to be was there. crazy how many people traveled from outside of you know our local gaming meta to come to this event. Come I mean, to the middle yeah. of nowhere, Wisconsin. Yep. To in winter. Yep. In winter. <laughs> in what ended up being for them leaving one of the coldest days mm-hmm. we've had in a long time. Yeah, and and I mean it's just it's an amazing testament to how good the tournament is when a, a guy like Brian Moyer is on the waiting list and then gets on less than two weeks before the event and shows up. Like that's how good of an event you're running when you have somebody being willing to throw down for airfare, et cetera, just to show up to this tournament. So oh, yeah, I mean, I was nine of it even on the list, and I contemplated going. I was going to crash with John Wagner. Uh huh. And because I couldn't get in on time, and I was also worried because of the surgery I had uh-huh. that I was, wouldn't be able to play. Mm-hmm. I almost went anyways. Yep, it, it, it was worth it. There was a lot of. I mean, yeah, there's, they were. I there think four people. Four that people. Show they up. were short. So yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was a great time. I'm glad I got to go to it. I've never been before, and I, I was rules judging the last time, and it was just a completely different experience playing it. And it was a great time. Yeah, it, it was definitely cool to see everybody. To I was cool. They. Me and in Golki's wife uh, kind of have this running challenge on whose whose tournament can do better for do a better charity run, right, and it's yeah. all in good fun. It's I mean, if there's anything to have kind of this running challenge mm-hmm. on, it's definitely to uh, to have a, a you know to see see who can get more money for their charity of their yeah. charity of choice and uh, a great yeah, stay. there was a great charity this year too. Yeah, it was for, li- uh, the 
The food bank. Yes, the food bank, the local food bank. Mm-hmm. And last year, she had set the bar at like just over two grand or something like that. So I got for Mayhem, I got just over twenty one hundred. <laughs> yeah. And so they got like twenty one hundred and sixty bucks for, for, for the food bank. <laughs> so yeah, that's that was really cool. I mean, I, I'm I'm completely honored that I was able to, you know, help buy tickets and help them generate that kind of charity funds for for Wapak or for Wapaka this year and for the food bank and and I'm I've been to every Wapaka that's ever been. I will short of me dying or my wife dying or some <laughs> other major catastrophe Uber major critical life Nuclear event. Nuclear warfare. Yeah. Yay! I will be <laughs> oh, wait. I will be at every Wapaka for the rest of my life or as long as those Point boys mm-hmm. continue to run it because it is by far the best best tournament I ever go to every year, and it's because everybody that goes is traveling from out of town. Mm-hmm. There's no place else to go. It's not like you're going. There's it's Wapaka. There's just not a lot to go to. There's not entertainment. So you're you going park to your this car tournament Friday night. You drink. You don't, you don't touch you, it. Well, <laughs> there is drunk running at four in the morning to yeah, to quick trip to, to get do cheeseburgers. Strength. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's nobody's fault but your own. You could have stayed nice and warm in the hotel. No, the beats of strength never went outside. <laughs> I was there for that. <laughs> But right. I, I was eliminated in Feats of Strength round one. Oh, yeah, you meal, park tore, your... meal tore my shoulder off. I park your, <laughs> you park your car Friday night. Threaded meal. You leave it till Sunday morning. Uh-huh. You eat on site. You drink all you want. You don't have to care. No. You can just stumble into your room from the site. And most people do. <laughs> uh, I'd like to give one last shout out to Ken Miller for being the most brazen Man of intrigue. I'm not going to talk about it. If you can find a picture of it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But I, I, I was half impressed and half shocked at how well he did his man of intrigue. So, big shout out to you there. Huh. Man of, right. The man of intrigue is also one fun thing. Last year, mine was a little graphic representation of something Hastings often joked about. This was even <laughs> more graphic. Oh dear. <laughs> I uh, there were several comments about it. Uh, yeah, it was. There were there was some interesting directions the men of intrigue went this year yes and since definitely. this is a family show we can't talk exactly you'd have to t- talk to point right. Everett. i'm sure they'll talk about him <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that also came out of wapaka this year that was really cool and actually i don't know if you heard about it brian was club auto break did the zombie challenge <laughs> i did yes. not hear about that okay so basically uh, there's a it is the only club. These guys are all from like Minneapolis area, mm-hmm. and it's yep. like the only club that I must have. They were all like all these dudes had these armies. They feel they were able to feel it, and it was like a hundred. They painted them up. Yeah, they for this them, event. Really? It was like a hundred and fifty yes. zombies total, at wow. least that they own. Each one of them had per person plus two terror guys. They which wasn't like, what they actually. I mean, it was it was less than that, but they, uh-huh. they at least one hundred and fifty zombies mm-hmm. for raising and whatever. And then two terror guys, uh, vampire character that could fly, mm-hmm. and some other, some other uh, ghoul, uh, the ghoul, ghoul vampire king. lord. Yeah, yeah, the ghoul king. Ghoul king. yeah. So basically, they all kind of ran the same list. It was exactly the same. Right. Every exactly- single one of them was the exact <laughs> same list. And so they had this contest. <laughs> okay, so my first round, I played against one Club of the auto breaker, yeah. breakers, and I got 190 some zombie kills and he was like dude you've got this in the bag you'll so, you know you'll you nobody'll beat that for the most zombie kills the guy behind me got 240 some 
So basically, the contest was whoever could kill the most zombies over the course of the weekend, whoever could kill the most zombies in a single in a game. single game. And then there were a couple other special awards. One that they of them had was well. like who failed to kill zombies the most. Exactly, and so <laughs> this was, was the like ex- absolutely zero. I think because the guy <laughs> killed no zombies. I don't know how you do that. How do you not kill a zombie? And and it was really fun. It was just this random contest within the tournament so which the big thing the big prize was the getting the most zombies over the course of the tournament Mm -hmm. and that went to mike ballard and what did he get he got a beer mug which will never be empty at least at next year's wapaka i thought i understood it was (laughs) as many refills as he wants he the the club auto break will buy it and i thought it was Uh just next year's wapaka but it might be for all wapakas i don't remember (laughs) wow even just one year wapaka that's like several hundred dollars for any of the people that are drinking and if a wisconsinite wins that that's a that's a bank account oh yeah (laughs) oh man wow Hey, well, pack up your prizes. You're probably okay. You probably that that you won't break the bank. Yeah, I mean, well, pack is cheap. If you went to Chicago, that'd be three or four hundred dollars. Like because a thirty-two ounce spotted cow is six dollars. Yep, that's right. And that'd be six dollars for a pint here in Madison. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, comes in pints. It comes in pints. (laughs) So yeah, a great time. Aha! Now I I know why I had the wrong. I had I had twenty. 2012's Wapaka <laughs> player list. Okay, you took a picture of it. And you still failed to get the right name. It's David uh, David Cavins, who I played. Oh, okay, yeah, David Cavins. Yep, yep. And then I got to play John Miller in round two, and I don't remember what he was playing. John Miller plays demons, doesn't he? Yes, Miller's it was brother? demons. I played. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was demons in round two. Yeah, so I lost. I actually lost against. I killed 190 some <laughs> zombies. Lost round one. Oh, uh, but but I I was really kind of a bonehead in that first game, and I let him get a double terrorgeist charge on turn one on my, on his turn two against yes. my orc warlord. So basically, on wyvern dual bretonian charges are bad, and dual terrorgeist charges are bad too. When, especially when it's on your orc warlord on a wyvern. <laughs> yeah, but couple of key highlights of that game was I, fi- I after losing the Warlord, I committed to killing zombies like crazy. So I did that, obviously. Mm-hmm. I got a giant into one of the Terrorgeists, and it went back and forth, back and forth. They basically were killing each other evenly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the Terrorgeist kills the giant. Mm-hmm. Roll for the fall down. The Terrorgeist has got like two wounds left or something like that. <laughs> the giant falls down on the Terrorgeist. Does D three wound does it does you know does its D three wounds to it does two wounds kills a terror guy. Be five full for me kill terror guys come. More like be five full boom. Either way, <laughs> you know after headbutting a terror guy a couple times, you know you get a little dizzy, you fall down. <laughs> Um, so that was, that was a great game. And then I got to play against the John Miller's demons and that, that was a great game. Uh, the orcs, uh, the double giant wyvern list, uh, I was able to just kind of pick them apart and destroyed them. Nice. Uh, it was kind of a, I thought it was a little bit of a rough game for him, but, uh, it, it was fun. It was a great game. Uh, and then I moved on to playing, uh, James Hyde, Domus himself in round three, and this is in the singing scenario. <laughs> and Which was a curse to all around. Uh, or a blessing. 
I had never gotten to play Domus before, mm-hmm. um, and so this was kind of a, a squishy belly beard off type game, <laughs> and I, I, I only did, because it was, it was on Saturday. You know, it was it was special. It was really special to be able to play Domus, and after all these years of knowing him and, and mm-hmm. having given him awards at the tournaments that he's come to of mine, yep. to be able to actually play him and, and have that privilege, it was it was a great honor to Especially be able to Especially with that. that new list that he's got. Yeah, it's, it's just fun. I got to play the new Dark Elves, which was, mm-hmm. it, there's no Hydra, he's got a, it's all infantry, it's mm-hmm. all just, there's the only thing he's got in there is the, uh, uh, whatever, the stupid Ooh. Cauldron of Blood. And for those of those... Who are who haven't looked, followed my tw- Twitter or haven't seen it? It's an amazingly converted army based on the D and D Dark Elves. So it's actually yeah. like basically of Loth. So if you actually go into my my Twitter account at Wisco Dice and go back through my recent pictures, you'll be able to see tons of pictures from the tournament, but also of Domus's spiders. And he's gonna, he said he was going to be posting those up as well. Yeah, so. and they're just base coat at this point, so the full on painted. But like his like his Dark Riders, these. He's got this rock formation, and then there's some driders that are mounted on it with some hand crossbows. And then underneath it, in the open space, he uses basically cavalry bases to indicate where the actual models are on the board, which is brilliant, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very... I was really impressed when I saw the execution of the... Uh, I mean, to me, the way that he did this army is really the execution of somebody who is an artist figuring out a way to be able to do exactly what he wants and still following the rules of the game. And yep. and if as you watch this as the as he plays the games, that's exactly what it does. And it's just really cool to be able to see somebody be able to think that three dimensionally about a game that's played on a tabletop. So that's it, a brilliant solution, and I think a really really nice army. Exactly, and and I was really it was one of the high, it was one of my all time highlights of Wapaka this year was being able to play him. Yeah, I, I guess I I skipped over on Friday night. We had the one K tournament. And I yep. did skip. This is my other major highlight for the tournament. Yeah, round one. I in the one K. This is kind of kind of a pickup game type tournament. Round one. I get to play against Mister Rellian himself, Brad Schwant. Oh no, this is going to be horrible for me because Brad is hardcore about playing the game and winning, and I am hardcore about just, you know, I'm pretty much about general having fun. So I figure I'm just going to get destroyed, but I'm committed to doing this. I'm going to do, it's Friday night, I'm going to get into the full spirit of Wapak, I'm going to do a shot every round. <laughs> and uh, Brad proceeds to tell me. You finished the game. <laughs> no. Uh, Brad proceeds to tell me that at the end of bits you know like a couple days later he ended up having like potential alcohol poisoning and had to go to the hospital and get checked out for it <laughs> and then in his genius says i'll do shots with you too so we go, to the bar. <laughs> we go to the bar we get a couple of vodka shots we hammer one down for round one you take the second one back to the table so that we don't have to make so many trips we get through our first turn get through our second turn do the shots for the second turn he gets to the third turn i'm destroyed but it wasn't necessarily you know, Brad didn't destroy didn't destroy me. You're drunk, or no, your army said, was... my army was <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> I didn't know. It, it wasn't though, honestly, though, it wasn't because Brad, oh, you know, did anything tactically great or genius yeah. to beat me. It was I the beat drinking. myself. I, I a large part of my <laughs> drinking contributed to Brad's winning. So that was another highlight point of the tournament because I think Brad also then just continued drinking and doing shots really hard and was yeah. and then ended up having getting sick in the bathroom that <laughs> night. And, oh. oh hey, 
But we kicked <laughs> off Wapaka right that night, so that was Everybody that was kicked great. off Wapaka on Friday, Friday night. There night was, was no was... energy left for Saturday night. <laughs> no, there was still some, some solid hanging out. <laughs> I think Saturday night turned into more than after, you know, back into the day two or day one of Wapaka. Saturday night turned into more of just hanging out and playing some games. I know I played a bunch of board games and... And uh, it was a, there was the, the drinking intensity of Wapaka wasn't quite there as much, sure, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of hanging out and just being cool. And I stayed up. I mean, I was there and hanging out in the hall until like two or three in the morning whenever they kicked us out. Nice. So then Saturday we get around and I got to play Tup again or Tupper, uh, which I've played before. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and him kind of hang out usually at about the same point in the tournament, about mid mid pack <laughs> or or so. And he was playing his high elves, and I had an orc game. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys play orcs and goblins, you know what an orc game is. It's when no matter what you do, everything possible falls apart. <laughs> Where you need average, you get below average. Where you need to pass an animosity check, or you would like to pass some animosity checks, you fail animosity checks. Where you'd like to have something perform, it fails utterly. Where you need to pass it like a leader eight break chest check, which is, you know, when you're playing ONG, that's fairly makeable, you fail. You mm-hmm. know, it's just one of those games, and that's exactly what I had. And uh, it it was over in like three turns. I mean, I was <laughs> I was essentially, I had models still on the board, but I'm like, top, if we keep playing, you're just going to, I mean, this is exactly what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. at this point, it doesn't even matter if I, I couldn't, unless... Even if I roll outstanding, it's not going to change things. I'm just going to kill a few more of your elves, and you're just going to continue to take. You know, you're going to crush me. Mm-hmm. So we went ahead and, and called it after three turns, which I felt bad because I love Top. I don't want to. I didn't want to give him. A, you know, just have to give up on him like that because I think in a normal game, in in an if if luck would have been average for me in that game, uh, I I think the game would have been close. I still had both my giants. My both giants went into Swordmasters. The only thing that was really good in that game for me is both giants went into Swordmasters. Neither of them died, and <laughs> I basically took off the Swordmaster unit. I think there was four Swordmasters left, and they were breaking. Or no, I think he made insane courage there, which was when I was like, okay, I was gonna. It would bust in any other situation, and or the giants. It was it was like fourteen or something Swordmasters, and both giants did swing with club. So that's 2d6 hits, plus Thunder Stomps, another 2d6 hits. And I think I only took like seven Swordmasters or something off. <laughs> it was terrible. So, or yeah, it was it. I took only took seven Swordmasters off, so he still had a rank. Where it should have been like four Swordmasters, no rank, and he breaks... You know, he would, nor- he would, he would have failed his break check. So instead he was steadfast, passed his steadfast check, and... So that was an orc game. And then I played Eric Lenz in the last round. Yep. And Eric was always a joy to play, had an Eric game against me. And when I say <laughs> an Eric game, the guy, the, Eric is a great general. He's from Milwaukee. He's a great general. Uh, and, you know, I know he knows how to win games. And he played this game. He had an Orcs and Goblins army he borrowed from Sean. Sean. The fake Sean. Sean Carreros. <laughs> yep. And. He had he he had everything. When he looked at the table, when I looked at the table, I'm like, this. I don't like this matchup at all because he's got everything to take beat me, mm-hmm. and I've got nothing to beat him really. And then Eric proceeded to roll his way into me beating him. <laughs> I like by the end of turn one, I had taken off almost all of his chaff, mm-hmm. so he had none of his chaff, and I had all of mine intact. 
And then that basically allowed me to dictate the rest of the game and allowed me to dictate all the matchups and and I don't think I lost. I think I, I took some models off, but I don't even remember if I lost anything more than like a single troll as far as units. <laughs> So, Good times, yeah. great times. Um, there are a bunch of great Wapaka winners. We don't. I I would uh, go ahead and give a shout out. The best moment in the winner board was when the last two standing were Kevin Bruins. Cause they they call up one of the things that Wapaka they do is they call up everybody that's potentially going to get a prize. And the prize might not be a good thing. You could have been. <laughs> it could be that you were the worst of the tournament. It could be that you won the man won something on the Mana Tree. You mm-hmm. everything. They call them all up and they put you in a row. And the last two guys in that row, as they they give off from the lowest prizes on up, uh, they get the last prize. You know, they have the Best silver general. pumpkin. They have the silver pumpkin, and they have uh, best overall. overall. Mm-hmm. So and, be- basically, best general and best overall. Uh, but that no, was best second. general went to Brian Moyer. Okay, so silver. This pumpkin is second is... overall and first overall. Oh, okay. Yeah, the silver pumpkin, if I remember, is second place. The runner of Domus. Yep, honor <laughs> of Donus, Domus for coming second overall in so many of the events he went to. <laughs> and so here you've got Skullboro's awesome, Kevin Bruins, and Mick Gerald. Yeah, and those two are standing there, and it's like. And then and this could be a toss-up between which ones got overall here. But didn't they start hugging? I saw they a were hugging, hugging, and they were like, "Dude, it's awesome!" And you know, and it's got to be kind of. There's got to be a certain amount of like, "This is awesome." I'm up here with my bro, like you know, those two have basically yeah. been going to tournaments together now for the last couple of years. And yeah, just a little background. They like will drive to tournaments, and one of them lives in Iowa, and one of them lives in Minneapolis. So like. They'll drive six hours out of the way just to be able to go to the tournament with the friend, and then the other one will drive all the way down to Iowa to pick them up and then drive all the way up to Minneapolis. So, like, <laughs> these are two really, really tight guys, and then they went to do the Skull Bros Awesome. So, like, it's really cool to see two guys like that standing at the top of the podium. One of them got second, one of them got first. Yep. Kevin got second, and and, and uh, Gerald got the overall, and... And it was probably, uh, as always, the Wapaka prize support is probably some of the most awesome prize support ever. Mm-hmm. It's all custom, homemade, you know, shield, games, workshops, scale, yeah. weaponry. got a shield, an axe, <laughs> and a helmet with... Uh, full full decked out Warriors of Chaos, essentially. So, I have one question for you. I didn't get to find out. Did first prize of last year get a new prize? Yes, he did get his axes. He got <laughs> dual axes, not just one. <laughs> Dual axes. So the, the, to kind of explain for this, last year Wapaka was won by um, Ryan Nickel. <laughs> last year Wapaka was run by Ryan Nickel, and he got a Demon Prince crown, but poor Nickel, his head is too small, so the Demon Prince crown didn't fit. <laughs> not to mention the there was some controversy over the, the, the Demon Prince crown just wasn't up to snuff with the rest of what would be normally considered Wapaka prize support for the other. There were, def- in my I'm opinion, just say it didn't fit. That's it, my point. In my opinion, like the axe and the shield that they gave away last year, and even the was, helm, and the helm was so much cooler than that Demon Prince crown. But he ended up getting his double axe, and so yep, that's he, pretty per- awesome. So the bear had promised to make him an axe mm-hmm. to give him and. Then when he shows up, no, you know, nobody told him what he was going to get, and he's like, "We're sitting up there Friday night for the for the gathering of you know the clubs. get all the clubs underneath their banners and stuff, and here they have you know you get the Ryan's 
Ryan's club. Ryan's been asking that night. He's like, dude, can I have my axes? So I, or can I get my axe so I can have my, you know, I can stand here and, and be the champion for my club. And cause they actually brought a mu- uh, some kind of musical instrument for their musician and they had a banner and he's like, <laughs> dude, can I get, can I just have my prize? Cause they were going to give, give it to him until Saturday or a Sunday when they did the rest of the prize support, uh, let him see it or anything. And here they go. They brought him out and he's like, here, here's both axes. And he's like, dude, I got two axes. <laughs> it was just like awesome. It was really cool. It was, this was, you know, as far as Wapak experiences, it was probably the best Wapak I've been to since like the first or second one. Nice. Very, very cool. So I had a great time. Great weekend overall. Mm-hmm. Just a blast. Uh, special thanks to Tom McClure and Domus for was they got back close to Madison, giving me a ring and saying, hey, Oh, and Jeff Tupper was with him too, and saying, "Hey, we're hungry. You know, someplace Italian to eat. You know, near the interstate." And I'm like, "Yeah, there's an Olive Garden." And I met him down there, and we hung out for an extra couple hours with some of the best bros in Warhammer I know, and that just it just tipped off a special weekend. Very, very cool. All right. So that being said, we've kind of recapped that. Mm-hmm. I hope you, all, the rest of you guys that weren't there, are now envious and and <laughs> are have to be there. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's it, definitely the premier event of Wisconsin. It is well, it is the event of Wisconsin. The only thing that comes close is mayhem, maybe, and and that's you know not even a third of the way there <laughs> <laughs> as far as in coolness. I'll be completely honest. Mayhem is a great event, but that Wapaka, they just those guys just show on a an amazing, amazing event. It's, there's a reason why it is my favoriteest tournament of the year. Favorite it is the Daytona 500 of Warhammer tournaments, in my opinion. <laughs> that that's a compliment. It is. All right. Uh, that's the, the, you start the year. You start the year with the biggest event. I, I mean, I hate the Daytona 500. And I'm not a NASCAR. <laughs> okay, fan. Go, right, go, but, okay, go. But if you're but if you're but if you're talking racing, mm-hmm. and if you're a race fan, then the Daytona 500 is the biggest racing event. You start the year with the biggest, baddest event, and that's exactly what we do in Warhammer. We start the year with the biggest, baddest event. I would think F1 personally, but I'll, nope. I'll give you your stock car yeah. racing. F- F1 <laughs> doesn't have a, an event that starts well, the year like if Daytona If we're going to talk about though. sports. Uh, we're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then. All right, so that being said, has anybody else got anything else they've done or wanted to share here? Nope. <laughs> no, we're all <laughs> no. very silent. Yep. All right, well, I think we'll go ahead and take a break then, and when we come back, we will go ahead and follow up with the traditional end-of-show stuff. Sounds good. What? What? What's that place? The last? The last circle? The, the last triangle? No, wait. The last square. That's what it is. The last square located on O'Dana Road. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, they have the huge selection of miniatures. Everything from 5 millimeter scale all the way up to 25, 28, everything you could imagine. Yeah, it's the basically the war game store of Madison, Wisconsin, with every war gaming need you can just about imagine or think you wanted and a lot of things you didn't even know you wanted. Exactly. They also have model railroads and rockets. All sorts of good stuff for the geek in ya. Alright. And if you can't get to the square, you can always check them out on their website, thelastsquare.com. Exactly. Let's get it on. Well, let's get this thing going. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. I did not sign up for this. No. This was not at all in the outline. Nowhere. 
This is a family this, show. This is a family you, show. You didn't get the update? What are you talking about? <laughs> I did not get the update. Okay, so we're back. And now it's time for... Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's time for something else. It's time for a heartfelt message from Paul. All right, so this is going to be my last episode of Wisco Dice. I've just been running out of time lately a lot, and I haven't had enough time to put in the effort that the show really needs, number one. But really what happened was I was at Wapaka... And I didn't have the best last two games, but that wasn't really the thing. The thing was my wife was at home at a friend's house, like I had mentioned earlier, and their son had to go to the hospital. And I was at the tournament, and I didn't get a text that I should go home because the husband wanted to go to the hospital to be with his son who had to go to the emergency room. And I missed the text. And then when I got the text, I called my wife, and I was like, oh, it's fine. You know, don't worry. We'll just wait for you to get home. And it was really just... I was like, sure, no problem. And then I was like, why am I standing here at a tournament? I, I love going to tournaments. I love Wapaka. It was my first Wapaka. It was amazing. But why am I standing here at a tournament when I should be going home to be with my wife who's sitting at home in an empty house that isn't hers with my son? So I ended up driving home before the awards tournament. So my apologies to Raj and, and the Bear and for running out on the tournament. I it was meant as no sign of disrespect, but I just I ran out of time and it's just been one of a lot of things lately that have just shown that I'm putting a little bit more time into stuff that I shouldn't be putting as much time into. So out of respect to Ben and the community, I'm not gonna be a part of a uh, regular part of the show anymore just because I Ben puts way too much effort into this for me to drag it down by not having enough time. Yeah, I, I gotta say it's been great to have you on the show for the last mm -hmm. year. Help uh, getting the show off the ground and, and making it what it's been so far. And it's gonna stink to to have you not be a regular part, but that the door is always open for you to come on and, and be on and be a part of the show at any time, any point in the future. The feel you want to be so definitely. And yep. And then and again, just to make sure, I'm gonna say it right out. It's no offense to Ben or anything that I'm quitting the show. That's not oh. at all what this is about. It's an offense to Ben, but yeah, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you have you listened to the show? Can you tell we know whenever to get along? No, it, it, it hasn't been that. It's it's uh, a culmination of, of different things, personal and 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 whatever. Yeah. And it's just it sucks, and a but. lack of time. I've, I picked up a second job, and that's taken up a lot of my free time as well. So yeah, you got to do what you got to do. You got to respect that. So uh, that's gonna. It sucks because we had some some other things we were you know kind of talking about and doing. But I think it's the right decision. We want to focus on putting out the best show we can for all of you, mm -hmm. and having somebody who can't concentrate on it. Yeah, just not a good trying way to go. you, it, getting to be one of the things we talked about when we first started doing the show is that okay, we're going to get together, we're going to hang out, we're going to play games, and we're going to do this recording of the show as part is just kind of a, a you fun know, thing you know, to do. Is a fun addition. thing to do, and it's kind of become in the last three or four months mm -hmm. i think it's really become kind of a job for you and you'd mm -hmm. show up you would do the show and you'd leave there wasn't any you know like we lost some of the camaraderie and hanging out and that that wasn't what i don't think either of us wanted to do no and when it got to be too much job and too much business and not enough about just hanging out and having fun mm -hmm. that's when you know we got to look at you know you i think you did i think you're doing the right thing and like i said the door's always open you can come on and and be a part of the show whenever you feel the need to so so there you uh, go then going ahead and moving on beyond that, uh, we'll say farewell one last time to Paul and thank you very much. 
Yay! I'm sure that picks up like horribly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the peaks in my head. <laughs> but let's go ahead for all of us. Let's go ahead and talk about what we want to do for maybe some hobby and gaming goals for the next few weeks. Next, or the next show we're going to do in studio here is going to be a month from now almost. So the next show that we have is actually going to be at a store. So say the next in studio show. So a month from now. Uh, what do you guys think you're going to have done, or what kind of gaming goals maybe are you shooting for? Well, I'll go first, because I, I actually do have a plan now, uh, because the Warriors book came out. I'm going to go be going to Cheddar Bowl, uh, in addition to Ben and, and Swiss, so I'm able to foil my mammoth, and I actually started repainting my mammoth, so I need to finish painting the mammoth, repainting the mammoth the again. It's not in the book, oh. uh, but Tony is allowing Tamarcon rules, so mammoth is 550 points, that fits in perfectly under 2200. So I'm going to have a deeper look at the book that I got today and really see how the list fits in around it as well. So that's going to have to be a project for me for the next month to get that army back on the table. Be like the eight model Warriors of Chaos army now with the new book? I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I have four chariots painted up, and that's my core right there with my <laughs> units of dogs. So I don't know. We'll see. It could end up being that. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. already like no i don't know i mean i'm fearing seeing that army and 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 the reason being is you know i think everybody's heard i've been doing the tomb kings recently and, and mm-hmm. been doing that since the fall when i got when i bought picked them up and i'm real serious about doing you know the three triple war sphinxes on the board and such and well yeah i think if this big monster mash cat warriors of chaos army is actually good or picks up popularity Mm-hmm. That means people are going to start packing all the stuff that counters my worst Sphinx army <laughs> really well on the list. Now, so basically what I'm hearing is, I appreciate that you Warriors guys are getting a new book, but darn it, you shouldn't be able to beat my list. Well, it's not that you're beating my <laughs> list. It's not that I don't, the matchup, you know, monsters versus monsters, mm-hmm. that, I mean, the matchup doesn't bother me. It's the fact that now everybody else is going to have to, all the other, all the other armies are going to have to compensate and bring things to potentially deal with that. Uh. Just like how they had to start, armies had to compensate now because we're seeing the Kadai destroyer on the board. Mm-hmm. So they're bringing, you know, well, Eric, you know yeah, something, you know, something to deal with that. And that, that already starts to skew their lists a little bit towards being able to deal with my triple war Sphinx list. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're going to turn around and, you know, if the monster mash list with warriors of chaos gets even more popular, I think you're going to see even more of a skew mm-hmm. where people are having to try to deal with it. And that means bad things for Colonzi. It means I'm going to have to reevaluate <laughs> my, my tomb Kings build a little bit. Maybe by the time blood, uh, blood in the sun comes around, but we'll see. Brian, what are you shooting for for the next month? That skeleton unit's finally going to get done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good goal. Yeah, and then play as many games as possible, of course. Hopefully it'll be a few. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be more than one? Yep. All right, that'll then, be excellent. I have to figure out, like I said, I want to paint an army. I'm not sure. I'm working on Tomb Kings right now, but I'm not sure if that's what I want to continue trying to build up the rest of the year, though. So I want to try and figure that out, what I should work on next. Well, here there's like a 10-model Chaos army you can do. Yeah. (laughs) So I should get a fifth army to paint. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I did. That's what the Warhammer player does. Unfortunately, the eight model Chaos Warrior army still costs you as much as like a hundred model, a normal army. Yep, because you got to buy what two seventy five dollar kits, three fifty dollar kits, three forty (laughs) dollars, four forty dollar kits, and then another sixty dollar kit. Yeah. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right robert what do you got shooting for here uh in the next month i want to finish all the infantry for my germans for flames of war that's cool 
And then I'm now I'm completely torn because I love the new Warriors book from what little I've seen, and I'm either going to repaint, start repainting my Chaos Dwarfs so I can start competing with them, or I'm going to stick with the Warriors and see if I want to either expand my list or, you know, I have some ideas. Maybe some Nurgle Ogre conversions might be fun, or you know, I don't know. But either Warriors or Chaos Dwarfs after that. All right, and Dustin, we finally get back to you. I am going to try and finish the last two characters that will get me a thousand painted points of goblins awesome and then, uh try and get a thousand points of vampire counts built so i can get nice. those guys on the table that'd really be cool. really really cool and uh, obviously for myself i've got uh over the course of the next month i've got the snotling which is a 1000 point tournament in lacrosse mm-hmm. i'm going to somehow have a thousand points of painted tomb kings for that so that's uh, a push for me. It really ends up meaning i got to finish painting the Casket of Souls, which you're starting to see some preview pictures of that I've been putting up uh, via Twitter, Facebook. And, well, you'll be able to see it. It's sitting downstairs. Yeah, one second. <laughs> and uh, then we're, I've got a, I've got a Hierophant that I'm working on, my Hierophant I've been working on, which I haven't. I put a preview of the original paint job, but the paint job paint scheme has been completely rethought thanks to some advice I got, some some th- some good feedback I got off of the Twitter when they saw it. I thought the original paint job was really cool. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. It would have been better if it was like a, mixed into a Warriors of Chaos army or a Demon army. It didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. It didn't. It the colors worked color schematically, but they didn't. It was too. It was, that was definitely too bright and too. To uh, it should have been more musty, older looking, you know, like so it, aging. it worked really, really well as a model, but not so good in the context of the army. I, I think it would have been okay in the context of the army. I just think it was a little too much. Oh, yeah. A little too much color. There's a lot of color in my army. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> There's a lot of bright color. It's just that yep. it was a little bit, a little bit too much. So I've got, I've got a hierophant. I've got a tomb, a tomb prince, tomb king model. I've got to do the finish up the cult or. Casket of Souls, <laughs> and I've got to finish up uh, two scorpions, two tomb scorpions. You only have one war sphinx, that a I'm only going to have one war sphinx in this. You can only have <laughs> what is it? I could fit three in. It's specials. Oh, all right. At a thousand. At a thousand. Technically, I think Do you can only it. fit it. Technically, <laughs> well, you got to put 250 points in as core, and you got to put a general and hiero. So I don't think you can really get it in at a thousand for three. So you can yeah, have two, but right? le- but you could. I mean, because <laughs> you could have what's it? Half your army? No, you 50. can only have. You can have up to half your army in special. Nope, it's only two. You can only have two. That's right. All right. Yeah, because they're like 200 points of crack, so you only get two in. But I'm only going to get one and two Tomb Scorpions, so I, I don't have the... I just, I'm just never going to finish. It took me two and a half months to finish the first... To, I shouldn't even say it's not even finished, but get it to the point where it's fully assembled. Everything's at least painted and fully assembled at this point. Yeah. Well, there's the first a, War Sphinx took There's a, a lot months. of detail on those War Sphinxes. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, oh even, a, even a regular paint job, gonna, you're going to put a lot of time in just between the assembly and painting, no and matter... I, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I've assembled them as well. They're They're just... A lot of flat surfaces, so you got to pay a lot of attention to how the paint goes on the model and those, and then just a ton of detail as well. So it's like the worst of both worlds. <laughs> and the second <laughs> as far one, as attention, yeah. The second one is still pretty much the base sculpt with the that I'm doing with the a little bit of a conversion for the how to crew, and then the third one is a compl- I'm going to build as a complete repose of the uh, War Sphinx. 
So that's going to be interesting. I haven't even started to tackle it. So there's no way I'm going to have that done anytime <laughs> soon. But my, I would like to have that third one done for sometime this spring. So it's going to be a big push to try to get all that done. Very cool. But by by uh, for by the next show, I think that's if I can get everything I need for Desnotling, and then I got some some regular Space Marines I want to paint up. Uh, to keep pushing towards my model count, I'd like to get some more. I'd like to get the next eight Moria goblins done too. By the mm-hmm. time we do the next show, so I'd have sixteen Moria goblins finished, all in the same scheme for our loader stuff. Very cool. So I think that's a pretty good. That's that's a pretty ambitious goal, but it's a goal that I think is achievable. Nice. All right. So what did we talk about today, guys? I think we talked a little bit about gaming, specifically about Packa. Yep, and just kind of overview of what we've been doing since kind of the first of the year. I think we talked about some Zomblins. We did talk about some Zomblins. Wargenius.com. Yes, we did talk about Wargenius.com, or at least you got to hear a great <laughs> interview f- uh, from me and Rob. And then some Loader SPG. Play yeah. yeah, go play it. It's a great game. Cool. Don't don't let don't let the peer pressure of people telling you don't play it uh, keep you away from it it's it's a great game it's a lot of fun instead listen to the peer pressure of people telling you you should play it yes yeah <laughs> listen to our peer pressure coincidence challenge number two <laughs> nah we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna hashtag coincidence challenge on that one we're gonna hashtag coincidence <laughs> challenge on the uh whoa whoa that was a twitter reference here for mr Conzi. i'm a little blown away do you Twitter occasionally? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Paul's walking away from the show. Somebody's got to step up on the Twitter bandwagon. So, <laughs> and Brian here isn't going to do that. <laughs> I don't have any Twitter. <laughs> He's even worse than I am. Yeah. <laughs> we started the show. I basically didn't have Twitter either. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hashtag, con- yeah, definitely. If you're doing the Conzies Challenge, every time you play a game and you, it was fully painted, you all hashtag. Hashtag Conzi's challenge to Twitter and let people know, you know that you're stepping up for a prettier and better Warhammer. Better pretty. Warhammer world. So yeah, we like pretty. Pretty's good. <laughs> so well, where can you find the show, folks? Uh, what, where can you hear about us? Where can you go ahead and download the show? What, what media? Well, you could go on Stitcher Smart Radio, BlackBerry Podcasts, or of course iTunes. And how do you contact the host, Robert? Well, we, you can contact us on Twitter. You can talk contact me at at Swiss Dictator or Ben at Dugan Bright Axe. Of course, you can't get a hold of Brian, though, because he's too good for Twitter. Yep. yep. So, <laughs> so I think it's going to be hashtag the Stark one or something we're going to have to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, you can always catch us at the Wisco Dice website. Correct. WiscoDice.com. WiscoDice.com. That's WiscoDice.com. Dot <laughs> com. Oh, Super Bowl's tomorrow. Oh, so excited. Yeah, <laughs> sports. Yeah, oh, yeah. Super Bowl. Well, hey, Come on. The Packers aren't there, and the Vikings aren't there to root against. So who cares? But they yeah. still have commercials. Yeah, not, that's what commercials. YouTube is YouTube. for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so and then we've, of course, you can catch us on Google Plus. Uh, always just hit us at wiscodice at gmail dot com, or we're on Facebook too. I hear. Last I checked, we were on Facebook, yeah. <laughs> no, no, we are definitely on Facebook. Uh, you can catch us. Uh, we have the Facebook page, Wisco Dice, which is still at 106 likes, which is solid. Yes. Get your friends to like us on Facebook. That's awesome. We just keep getting those likes in. And if you uh, – obviously, we tore down the forum, so we have a Facebook group. So if you like that forum-type community discussion, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and ask to join the Wisco Dice Facebook group. And that's where kind of that transition, that discussion is kind of moved to, to – 
as well. All right. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, 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 Robert. Yeah, you, you got the cheese curds in you. Here, take that. What? Here, take that. What? Yeah. Eat that cheese curd. Eat it. Eat it. Do it. What? You did it. Eat that cheese curd. Yeah. Better eat that cheese curd. Pick it up. Get Pick it up, that Robert. cheese curd. Pick, it up. Pick up the yes. cheese. Ah, Mr. Conzi. I need from my bunghole. Mr. Conji's not very happy with you. I'm going to go on record here to say that I am as creeped out as I'm sure most of you (laughs) listening here are. Yes. You realize that if you leave it on the floor, the dog's going to eat him. (laughs) The dog looks just as scared as I am. (laughs) Dude, that's the fan. Didn't have it? it, Oh, yeah. That's not a dog. That's a introduced to the fan. You didn't have the fan. The one episode we recorded. Because I lied to the fan and told them that. And then the, he beat you up. Yeah, he You're got missing me. this abusive relationship. How could you? Yeah, he got me in the driveway when I got home from the square that day. Because I told, I told him we were recording because he makes me tell him where we're recording. And I told him we're recording at the house and when we were recording. And then we then I went down to the last square and we recorded there. Man, he was all pissed off. I had a black eye for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. It, yes. All right, thanks. Thanks all for listening, paying attention to this this crazy ramble. Sorry about the ramble-a-thon, but it's been fun. Take care, folks. Talk Peace out. Take care. Yeah.